Hey, folks. I'm sitting here. Young Jamie and I were just watching the Facebook shit. It's all going down, folks. I mean, uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to spark one up here. Do a little rant before I get into these advertisements. But think of this. Like, why do I start off with ads? Nobody wants to hear those fucking things. I mean, some of you do, right? I want to hear some of them. There's some good ads. It's good products. But that's what this Facebook thing's all about, folks. It's all about ads. Have some of that, Jamie. It's all about what they target you. Does it weird you out when you um, when you go search for something like saying you're thinking about buying a pair of sneakers? The next time you go to a website, those fucking sneakers that you looked at, just sitting there, tempting you, fucking with you. Come on, man. You know you want to buy these, man. We live in a weird world when it comes to ads. So I was watching Vikings. I like that show Vikings. That's the new show I watch. And um, when I was watching it, I watched it on iTunes. I bought the whole season. And there's these little breaks where the commercial is supposed to be, but then it comes right back on because there's no commercials because you get it on iTunes. And then I stopped and thought about it. I'm like, what a fucking shitty way to sell your product to shove it in the middle of this awesome show, right? You got this show with this amazing scenery, beautiful backdrop. I'm not sure where they film Vikings. Google that shit, Jamie. I'm not sure where they film it, but wherever they, wherever they film it, it's fucking beautiful, man. That's a good show. I can't believe I slept on that show. Ireland? Makes sense. It's all green and shit by the water. The Emerald Isle. Um, I don't know how I slept on that show, but it's good because I'm binging it now and I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It is a really good show. And because it's on regular TV, well, not regular TV, but cable, it's bloody, but it's not like Game of Thrones bloody. So like if you're more squeamish, you get the point though. I mean, shit goes down. It's pretty, it's pretty rugged. It's a good fucking show. Really good show. But those little breaks... Like some shit's about to go down, cut to black. And then they start back up again. It's weird. It's weird that that's the way they chose to do shows. That they chose to just stuff these fucking commercials in the middle of them. There's got to be a better way, right? It's one of the reasons why when I do this podcast, I never, I won't interrupt the conversation and stick a commercial in. It just seems gross. So my philosophy has always been only have shit on that makes sense. Stuff that I would buy if I needed it or I have bought or I do use and never interrupt. Does that make sense? I just wonder like, where's this going? Because once we get into augmented reality and people start, You know, there's going to be, you know, you play a game on your phone. If you play a game on your phone, like my kids love to play games on my phone. And one of the things that I find is that when you're in the middle of the game, something will pop up like some ad. And sometimes you can buy more things like more 
points or whatever shit on your phone. Sometimes it's that. Like there's certain games where if you want to progress, you have to pay. So they turn you into a little junkie <laughs> on their little game. And then uh, if you want to be a different character, or if you want to do this, or you want more, more chips to play with, you got to pay. Or there's another ad. They'll pop up another ad that'll say, you know, this is a new game that's out. And they show you a little video of this new game. It's like we're all shameless. We're all just trying to sell you shit. Speaking of which, this podcast brought to you by Onnit. <laughs> um, this is what I have to say about Onnit because I'm one of the owners. I 100% believe in it and use everything. It's not a thing that on it sells that I'm like, eh, I don't know. Alpha Brain is the one that's the most controversial. Because what on it is, is a, we call it a total human optimization company. And the design behind it and what we've decided to do with it is to find all the things that we think can benefit you. Whether it's benefit you physically through strength and conditioning equipment or... Health-wise, through supplements, we have everything from creatine to hemp protein. Um, we've got these delicious buffalo bars. We've got the most addictive protein bars. The, these little protein bites, oh my God, they're brutal. These fuckers, I eat these all day. I got one right here. I was just eating it. Um, but Alpha Brain is the most controversial because what Alpha Brain is, is it's called a nootropic. And what nootropics are, and I don't just take Alpha Brain. I take several different companies that I have no stake in. I don't own any stock in them, but I tell people about them all the time just because they're good. One of them that I really like, it's called Neuro One. That's Bill Romanowski's company. Uh, former big-time NFL player, he has uh, a company that makes this really potent nootropic. I enjoy it very much. I don't make any profit off of it. Another one is uh, True Brain that I take. That's from Andrew Hill. He's been a guest on the podcast before. He's a doctor, and he came up with True Brain. The point is, nootropics are a, a tried and proven um, nutritional supplement. And what we've done at Onnit is try to combine the best ingredients in a, and put them together in a way where they work synergistically. I could explain it to you, but most likely I'll fuck it up. The best way to uh, look into it is to go and read the website. There's a lot of detailed um, descriptions of what is in it and, and why it works, the different, different herbs and nutrients. But essentially what it is is the building blocks for human neurotransmitters. And that shit is very controversial, right? You're like, what? This makes your brain work better? Fuck off. Sounds like, sounds like snake oil. And people always say that. So um, we funded not one, but two double-blind, placebo-controlled studies at the Boston Center for Memory. Um, one of the most important things that I felt before we funded these studies is that if the studies don't show any improvement, we got to stop selling it. I mean, I don't care if I believe it works. If the studies show it definitely doesn't work, we'd have to stop selling it. And we, we kind of laughed. Aubrey and I laughed on the phone when we were talking about it. We're like, I guess we would have to. And then the question is, okay, we've already sold a bunch. Like, uh, what do you do about that? What we decided to do 
first of all, even before the studies came out, was do a 100% money-back guarantee. You never have to worry about getting ripped off. You buy it. You don't like it. You go, fuck this stuff, and you get your money back. You don't even have to return the product. So we felt, we felt like that is the most fair way to handle this. So that's what we did. Um, but the two double-blind placebo-controlled studies from the Boston Center for Memory, they showed uh, improvements in verbal memory, uh, which is like the ability to form sentences. For me, that's critical for podcasts, critical for comedy shows, criti- critical for the UFC. Man, I've, I have had Aubrey luckily sometimes at an event when I, I didn't have any alpha brain on me and he'll run it over to me. It's the shit. Um, and again, you could read those studies. You don't have to believe in this stuff. The, your brain works better when it has certain nutrients in it. It's just a fact. And again, you could try it, and if you don't like it, you say it sucks, you get your money back. I'm a big fan of this type of nutritional supplement, especially for me. I mean, I'm a dumbass. I need all the help I can get. So whether it is, um, you know, the nootropics that we have or other companies, I love them. Ours is my favorite, though. And uh, Alpha Brain Instant is my favorite because I just pour it into a, a glass of water or a bottle of water. And it tastes really good. And, you know, you don't, you know, there's no downside. It's no calories. It's not going to, it's not filled with sugar. Anyway, go to onnit.com. Check out the Onnit Academy. It's filled with awesome articles on strength and conditioning and nutrition and Q&As with cool people. And it's all completely free. And there's an Onnit Academy in Austin, Texas, an actual gym that has 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Go learn some Go, go learn to get your choke on. And uh, Bang Muay Thai, my friend Dwayne Bang Ludwig, one of the best Muay Thai instructors in the world. Um, damn, how lucky am I? I know one of the best jiu-jitsu instructors in the world, in Eddie Bravo, and I know one of the best Muay Thai instructors in the world. Uh, several of them, in fact. Shout out to Mark, Mark Del, Mac Delagrate. Uh, but Bang Muay Thai is also at 10th Planet. And Bang Muay Thai, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, both of those classes are available at the Onnit Academy, as well as all kinds of strength and conditioning classes, kettlebells, battle ropes. John Wolf is there, Primal Swolger. It's an awesome place. Uh, Onnit.com. Use the code word Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. Damn, I, I started talking about how um, I don't like commercials, and I just gave the longest-ass commercial ever. Such a dumbass. Such a dumbass. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Movement Watches. Uh, they make awesome watches. We've told you guys about them before. For the money, it's the best bang for your buck you're ever going to get for a watch. If you bought this watch in a department store, it's like a $500 watch. But you can get them for $95 on up. I think the most expensive is less than $160, I think. See if that's true, Jimmy. Um, but they're very, very nice watches. Very stylish, stylish minimalist design. And... Uh, just high-quality components. They look good. And they decided to do the exact same things with sunglasses. Just make dope shit, cut out the middleman, sell it right to you. I feel like a loser when I buy sunglasses that are like 200 bucks. I'm like, what am I doing? Seriously? Well, our friends at Movement Watches, they kind of felt the same way. So they said, fuck it. How about we make quality, trendy sunglasses at a fair price? They're not plastic. They're what's called acetate. It's much better. You can get it polarized, and they start at just 70 bucks. See? There you go. They did the same thing with, with watches. Cut out the middleman. They're very nice sunglasses. Um, I've got some dope 
aviator-looking ones. High-quality, premium acetate frames, no cheap plastic, very nicely made, just like their watches. And you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com forward slash Rogan. They have what movement's done for the watch industry. Now they're trying to do it with their sunglasses. Just give you the same sort of situation. Very nice sunglasses at much less than they would cost if they were from some trendy department store. Go to mvmt.com forward slash Rogan and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Holla. We're also brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox, folks, they deliver healthy, 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken and heritage breed pork directly to your door on a monthly basis. All their products are humanely raised and never, ever given antibiotics or hormones. That's what you want to hear. You know, we were just talking about this with Chris Bell on the podcast yesterday. And if I wasn't such a pothead, I would have mentioned that one of the best ways to get grass-fed beef is through ButcherBox. Um, it's easy. They deliver for free anywhere in the 48 states. You're like, wait a minute, Joe, there's 50 states. I know. But let's be honest about Hawaii and Alaska. They're both their own countries. And thence, thus, hence, they don't get free shipping. Not only is it convenient, but the taste is unbelievable. There's a huge difference in flavor between animals, animals that are raised on pasture and those are fed grain in concentrated animal feedlot operations. You do not want to be a part of that, right? Nobody does. Humanely raised animals is what we all want, and we want them raised eating what they're supposed to eat, which is grass. Order now, and you can get 10 bucks off plus free bacon by going to ButcherBox.com and using the discount code ROGAN. There is no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Very, very delicious stuff. And again, they deliver to everywhere in the country except for Alaska and Hawaii. And I'm just kidding. You guys are in the country. All right, relax. It's great for people who live in food deserts where it's nearly impossible to find grass-fed beef. It's a, it's a great deal. They like to think of themselves as the neighborhood butcher for the entire motherfucking country, except for Alaska and Hawaii. Okay? But you guys get to be in Alaska and Hawaii. You can't have everything, motherfucker. 10 bucks off plus free bacon by going to butcherbox.com and using the discount code ROGAN. And that's it. Woo! My guest today is the former UFC heavyweight champion of the world, uh, an international superstar in the martial arts world. He is uh, a great human being, a sweetheart of a guy. He's fucking hilarious. He's awesome. He's loved by all. Please give it up for the great and powerful Boss Rutten. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Boom, and we are live with El Guapo as he tries to uh, na navigate his phone with his left hand. What did you punch with your right hand? A table. A table that I uh, was stronger than me. Like, yeah, this size table. Why, now we're sitting over. Why did you punch a table? Okay, so I was in three states in six days. I slept four hours per night. I just came from Chicago. And this whole thing, I had to get up at four. And then the, I had a shoot 
a commercial shoot for my body action system starting at 10, and this happened at 10.30 p.m. So I was 12 and a half hours in, and I already said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore because I, I couldn't retain information anymore. I, I had some lines, two lines to remember. You know, they were feeding me lines. I couldn't do it anymore. I said, ah, this is it. I, 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 I stopped. But then they said, yeah, but if you can do this little thing, okay, I'll try that one more time. And, of course, it didn't work. And I said, you know what? I threw out my, phone, uh, my gloves. And somehow, this is how stupid you are. You throw off your globe, and two seconds after I took it off, I hit the table somehow. I still needed to hit something, and I decided to do it without a glove instead of with a glove, a solid thing. Guess what's going to lose? <laughs> My pinky knuckle, and they incapacitate your entire arm for that, pretty much, I think, just for a pinky knuckle. They call it a boxing fracture. Yeah, this, these... Yeah, these two are like that's like the old school bringing us back to karate combat. Old school karate days. I would always recommend that you punch like this. You know what I did, and and, and I know, and I was going to do that, but the amount of force I was using at this moment, I I really fast in milliseconds, and you had to go say it's better to spread out the impact even more because I was because you're hitting it so hard. I, yeah, I knew I was going to break the big one too if I would do it. Oh. yeah, I, it was just one of those. You just lost things. your marbles. And, and five seconds because I hit, boom, they look at me, everybody's freaking out, and I go, nah, it's over. She says, you no pain? I said, no pain, but it's broke. He said, how do you know? I said, trust me, I can feel it. So I was right away, I was calm again. Everything was good. Nobody died Damn, that boss. night. I know. That right arm's been through hell. it been. And, and you know, this for me to lose cool like that, that happens once every five years or so. But I get angry, I never get angry. Right. I don't have that. Not that kind of anger. That I hit something. I mean, how, how old am I? Right. right? You go, like, that's the you, stuff you, you do. seem to always be a happy guy. That's what I am. That, but I, I think it's also because I'm happy. So when it gets angry, that's what the fights, the, that's what always happens. I'm nice, 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 nice. Try to defuse it. Then I realize, wait a minute. And then I'm asking them. I say, you're not, you don't think I'm afraid, right? I said, I'm doing this for you. I'm protecting you right now. That's why I don't want to fight. And at the moment you say that, you know, some of them call you bluff. And then because he did it for such a long time, yeah, then I'll make time sure to smash. that. S boss smash, yeah. But those are the old boss days. Those old boss days, no more. more no more boss like this. <laughs> I, uh, I like that, actually. And I, I, uh, I don't think it's a healthy boss either. How is your arm doing in terms of, like, the atrophy? Is it growing back? You see oh, the atrophy it's definitely growing back, though. Yeah, it gets a little bit bigger now. I have this new stuff that I'm trying. I have it at home. I need bacteriostatic water for it. It's a peptide called BPC-157. Did you ever yes. hear of that? Yeah, Ben Greenfield told me about that. It's mm. great for tendons and ligaments and stuff. Yeah, even nerves, and it regrows apparently everything. And rats, I mean, yeah. they regrow tendons, everything. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it locally here on the biceps, see what it does as soon as I have the water. So it seems like try. the muscles are growing back, though, like slowly but surely, right? Yeah, but it's six years. Six years. Look at this. And it's That's still, crazy. Yeah. It's, I go 25 pounds. I can do eight times now, bicep curls, with the right. That's a lot better than it used to be, though. I couldn't do five pounds. Wow. So, yeah, not once. Pat Militich is the same thing. Same oh. thing from his neck. You know what? You want to hear how crazy Pat's injury was? Pat's disc had deteriorated so badly that his discs fused themselves. <laughs> and, he didn't, and he didn't realize that. That guy is a complete he's animal. He's a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> 
He didn't even realize it. His discs fused themselves. He went to the doctor, and they're like, well, we don't have to fuse it. It already fused itself. Well, you can if you talk to him, and he looks to, at you, it's like he f- hasn't fused next, right? He's always yeah. just like Batman. Very stiff. <laughs> you know, he looks to the side. He can't yeah. move. Yeah. So, I Fucking guess. Fucking grappling, man. I know. They'll blame it on, on punching and kicking, but all the knees, injury, everything, my rib that was out, my loss, it's all wrestling. It's yeah, grappling and wrestling. Grappling. Wrestlers are all fucked up. We were talking about Kurt Angle yesterday, who's an Olympic gold medalist, fantastic wrestler. I mean, he's got a neck that literally is like the size of my waist, but it's, his neck is so fucked up, both of his arms are tiny, and you can see the atrophy in his arms. Like His, his arms don't match his neck oh that's you know and you can tell like i mean obviously you know better yeah. than anybody about neck injuries guys always like their arms shrink yeah because they get atrophy it cuts off the nerves can you imagine if it, so with him it's both ways then yeah well it looks we should pull up that picture again jamie see if you can find it um this is ronda rousey's uh instagram you you could see it you i i, I see saw it. him at the at the induction at the international sports hall of fame i was yeah. there for uh, ronda was there as well and he was sitting first row but I, he was wearing a suit of course so i couldn't tell yeah well he still looks like a tank yeah you know, he does but his fucking neck is ridiculous it's so big but like look at this uh what happened that's us that's great oh, yeah see look at his arms oh wow yeah so the size of his neck? I mean, his neck, it looks like his arms should be as big as his fucking legs. Yeah. He just is, I mean, the guy's been through hell. But look at the fucking size of his neck. Have you seen a neck like that before? <laughs> that shit's crazy. That he might build be the, a lot of muscle around it, I guess. Well, yeah, it's all fucked up. Yeah. It's been fused and as yours, right? Yeah. For this fusion, front and back. Well, one splint, you know, that opens it up and then the other ones are fusions. And I have a friend of mine who has five. Oh. And he can't move. Like, I, look, with me, I have mobility. Yeah. He, he can't do this. He can't look to the side a little bit. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine about a mutual oh. friend of ours, and I didn't realize that he had done this, but he had went to Germany and got his whole back fused. His whole back is completely rock-solid fused. So he moves you know who has that, too? Who? I was looking uh, for him in the hospital, Don Fry. Don Fry has that, too? Ten-disc fusion. This guy te- died twice on the operating table. He had infections. The rods were broke. Everything, man. I I was in his hospital. He had he lost a lot of weight. He had a big beard, and he said, "Check this out." He stood up, and from his butt crack all the way to above his shoulder blades, one big zipper. Oh, oh ten disc fusion. That isn't. How many discs are in your back? I, <laughs> probably ten. I don't know. Shit. I, I have no clue. We got to Google that. That's fucking crazy. How many do you think are in there, Jamie? I 13, 13 I go. 15, 16? Yeah. So there's one disc hanging in there. Jesus, Jesus. Take me. One, one disc. <laughs> it's got to go. That's but, what they say with fusions. If you have a fusion, then the discs below or above are going to be next, they say. Because how many? There's 33. Oh. Wow. Well, it's, not, it's not that bad then. <laughs> He's doing great. <laughs> it's only 10 <laughs> fusions. Eddie Bravo has an artificial disc. They put artificial discs in now, these articulating I I titanium I discs. I couldn't do that at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the early But Eddie's got no stages. problem with it at all. It moves great. But that's what I mean. Because yeah. it, for me, I can't do that anymore. Maybe future, you know, mm-hmm. with, the, with the, the, the printing that they do now, the 3D printing. Maybe mm-hmm. they can make an exact copy of my spine, and then they can put still do it. Put it back in there. Oof. It will be something, but uh, that's a Imagine scary. Imagine that. They t- cut your spine out and put a fucking titanium one in. Ah. My, my, uh, ah. my daughter, my oldest daughter, just 
told me my my ex-wife she's gonna have to do that the lower back she's got like two or three fusions they're gonna need to do but she's gonna do disc replacement as well yeah 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 disc replacement is legit now you know uh Braulio Estima <coughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu black yeah, yeah. belt very uh famous jiu-jitsu guy he's got one in his neck he was the first guy that I ever heard about it he he fucked his neck up really bad and then won the worlds with a fucked up neck and then right after the worlds went and got it uh operated on got a Wait, fake where disc did he do it there. because he's from Brazil did he do it in I Brazil? think he did it in Europe because he lives yeah. in he lives in England Germany will be a uh, that, that, I would let the Germans look at my leg. They're really yeah. good. They're far advanced. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, you know, we got really fucked up with um, during the Bush administration. They uh, they put a ban on all stem cell research. You know, they kind of like halted the brakes on funding stem cell research, which is really a, a shame because now we're realizing stem because they were they used to think that stem cells had to do with babies like fetuses. They were thinking people were going to get abortions just so they could use the stem cells. But now they realize that mesenchymal stem cells and adult stem cells are some of the best. And one of the things they're doing in America now is sucking fat out of people, taking liposuction and then using the stem cells from your own body. To, to proliferate injured areas. I did I did it two weeks ago for my knees. Did you? But yeah, I have no fat though, so I had to take it out of my <laughs> hip bone. You know, they drill a hole oh, in there. Oh, right, they take the marrow. Yeah, they take yeah. the bone marrow. And it's unfortunate because in the fat, apparently you have five times more the amount of stem cells than you mm. have in the bone marrow. So it's people out there that are fat are pumped to hear that. They're like, yes. Oh, see? I, I told have it you. For a reason. That's, That's why a I reason. did it. Just if I ever get injured, I've got a store of medicine. That's right why here. Dan Gabbard never got injured. <laughs> Even if he did, he wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy doing these days? I have no clue. I know he wrote a book that was the last time we had on Inside MMA. Oh, you guys had him on? Yeah. I mean, that's I five years ago. love that guy. That guy was a fucking character. I mean, if it wasn't for guys like Tank Abbott, I mean, there would have been no early days. Yeah. You know, I mean, you needed a guy like that. Yeah, Characters. you identify with him, right? Yeah. So a lot of these crazy guys out there, see, he can do it, I can do this. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, he had a giant belly and he would knock people dead. Yeah. He, he, he was like a Roy Nelson, only with no stamina. <laughs> yeah, Roy, and, and, and and no black belt technique. No black the, belt in jiu-jitsu. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, Roy Nelson is a fucking complete anomaly, right? Yeah. Yeah, he I is. Mean, who I, looks I, I, like why can't that? he lose weight? How I is know. it possible that he he trains so hard? I've seen this guy throw around like 130, 155 pounds kettlebells, like yeah. one arm swings, ring, 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 like yeah. it's nothing. Oh, they yeah. go, you would lose weight, right? You would think, but he would be a one hundred eighty five pound phenom. And he, oh, yeah. Instead, he's a heavyweight. He's a big contender. In Maybe Bellator, it's an implant. Though. Ah. In the belly <laughs> That he just wants to do that They call right. it the Buddha belly you implant You just kick him And not, he doesn't even feel it He's wearing a chest pad <laughs> you imagine if someone did that? I mean, if girls can get happen. fake boobs Let's think about this Because girls do get fake boobs And yeah. they fight Yeah You know, girls have got I don't want to mention any names Wink, wink But we've seen it <laughs> yeah. girls, girls have had no boobs And all of a sudden they had boobs You can get fake boobs And still fight but what about a fake belly? What about a guy who says, I just like a, I like a belly. I like looking good. You know, if, if a guy had a fake <laughs> belly, I was going to try to see if he could hit it to the back. So I'll make a hunchback out of him. See if he can move right. the move belly. all the way to the back. With a hook to the back. Wow. Lower back. We never had mm. one like that. Right. You know? I mean, the hunchback from Notre Dame, that's a high. Right. But no, you never saw a hunchback from the bottom. Right, like lower back. We can make that. Like a lumbar pad. We <laughs> can work <laughs> as a lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah, sleeps all night and he works all day. <laughs> like if, if you look at Roy Nelson, he's like the size of a really good middleweight. Yeah, no, he is. 
Yeah. But meanwhile, the guy knocked out Czech Congo, knocked out Brendan Schaub, knocked out some big fucking heavyweights. Yeah. Knocked out Mitrione. I mean, fucking <laughs> He's Roy Nelson knocked yeah. out a lot of people, man. Yeah, yeah. Stefan Struve, right, also? Did he knock out Stefan Struve? I think it was. I do not remember that fight. Wow, I know. And, um, and, and, and the worst thing is, it's with his right hand. Yeah. So you would think that people are going to hilt the left up. Yeah. But somehow he connects anyway. It's well, like Ronda with timing. the arm bars. Yeah. You know, you know it's going to happen. You can't stop it. No, almost knocked out over him. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He heard yeah. over him. Yep, Stefan's true. Bam. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Roy's like six feet tall. Stefan's true, seven feet tall. Yeah. I mean, fucking animal. Roy's an animal. And yeah. uh, honestly, I mean, look at his gut right there. How much is that? He yeah, weighs about 250, right? He's, he, I'm not bullshitting. Yeah, there that we go. Is, he is 50 pounds overweight. And he's a world-class athlete. I mean, you cannot say that Roy Nelson is not a world-class fighter. He's no, absolutely no a world-class yep. fighter. And he's 50 pounds overweight. So you drop down 50 pounds. Now you're 200 pounds. You make 85. You cut weight. Everybody does that. Cut 15 pounds. You're 85. You're a world champion. You know, there's not a butterbean. You know, we were oh, yeah. somewhere, uh, and the athletic commissioner told me from all the boxes on the card, he had actually the best blood pressure and cholesterol. What? <laughs> for, for real, he said, we were a shock <laughs> that the guy is in a phenomenal shape. That's, That's what insane. he told us. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Butterbean <laughs> made him look like Yair Rodriguez. Look at him. Jesus Christ. I actually, he looks good I hear there. His whole family he looks good look there. exactly like that, I hear. Go upper right-hand corner. Yeah, that's what he looks like when he was at his worst. Meanwhile, he's another guy. Knocked dudes dead. Man, he is so funny. I had such a good time with him. And what is it? Prince George in Canada, he was there. He's a player. <laughs> is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Very funny guy. That's funny. You yeah. know, um, he's a fucking hell of a cook, apparently. <laughs> you can't tell. But it, like, there's uh, there was I was watching a video of Butterbean cooking some ribs, and I was like, "Damn, that looks legit!" Like he but had I, a smoker; he was cooking them in a smoker. He broke the rule, though. Don't get high of your own supply. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me about this karate combat thing you're doing. We've seen the, the videos of it. Yeah, I like I like the the fighting surface. Fighting cool, in right? A pit. It's a great oh, idea. Oh, and did you watch it? Yes. I mean, the, 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 what they do with the colors. You mm -hmm. know, when it's fighting, it's like a little reddish and it turns dark purple when there's a break. You're going to run up that hill out of the pit <laughs> That's yeah. a little bit. But I, I, I like it a lot, yeah, because you can use the, the, the wall as well, that uh, 45 angle degree there, to jump up like Paris would do. You know, right, you can use right, it right. to put yourself, uh, to, to improve in the fight. So I think it's really great. I think the rules as well, they keep ev kept everything on distance, long shots, long punches, the hooks, yeah, the Mawashi Chukis, you know, which are pretty, so they allow hooks. They wanted to stay away from uppercuts, elbows and knees just before the cutting. Uh, and they don't want to make it bloody. So they understand that, you know, you show everything is technique, of course. But for people who have been complaining, I mix up martial arts, I can't understand the ground, and some other arts out there too complicated. Well, this has been around for such a long time. Everybody knows karate. If you find out how many people did karate, I mean, when they grew up, look at this. It's a beautiful picture. The way it's filmed as well, if you, the camera, there's one camera that goes behind the people. It's almost like a movie. The one camera angle they had from above, I said, okay, we've got to stop with that one. That was the only one, but they, they did. They stopped. And then they have the, the heads-up display. 
That is also something that nobody had ever before. That environment is perfect. It's, it's like a movie. Arena. That's right? how it should be. That's how MMA should be fought. It should be fought in an open space. I feel like the cage is too much of a tool. Like, you could use the cage. You pin a guy to the cage, and you could beat him up in the clinch like Randy Couture always used to do. You could use the cage to get back up if somebody takes you down. If you're, you get taken down in this, you get taken down. Like, that's it. You know? You're going to have to get up with skill, like real skill, to see if you can get up. The only thing about this is if you were in the distance, if it was quite a, a distance away, it seems like, oh, you could throw guys? You can throw, and then once they hit the ground, you can't clinch, but the person on top who just threw you can rain down strikes for five seconds from a squatter position, so you can't go down there. And I already saw fights getting finished like that, so it's a very effective technique. Why only five seconds? Because then they go back on their feet. They just want to keep everything short. And, and the more attractive for the audience, the better it is. It's like, for instance, now the knees are not in. But, you know, we were already talking about knees to the body. That could maybe be a really good thing, especially because takedowns are there. So is now that, you can use it against the takedown. Is that a Bitcoin logo? Yes. Bitcoin is one of their sponsors. Really? Yep. Bitcoin blowing up. Now, can they leg kick? A leg kick below the knee. And I've been talking to them also. This is the good thing about this organization. That's why I really enjoyed working with them, is that they're open to suggestions. You know, they're open to, to rule changes. We're going to just see what happens right now. And if the, the urge comes up, they say, yeah, we should add low kicks. Then we're going to start adding low kicks above the knee as well. Right now, they do it below the knee, just hmm. like they do it in the UFC as well. Yeah, well, the UFC has above the Yeah, he has too, everything. Right? But, yeah. but, I mean, we see it a lot in the UFC yeah. happening now, those low, right. because actually they break the bones, right? The right. fibula, that will, that will snap, and uh, with a low kick, that won't happen. It will just jam your leg and you're Yeah, done. well, also, you can't condition the lower leg the same way you can condition the upper leg. Yep. Your upper leg gets used to taking a beating, and some guys can just take low kicks. Yeah. But not that low calf kick is debilitating. It's annoying, and especially if you do it just after like a front kick. Somebody gives you a front kick, you tap it to the side, and you immediately kick it. So when the muscle is still relaxed, mm -hmm. it'll go straight through. Yeah, that's that's when something breaks if you can't flex. Yeah, we've seen over the last few years. That's a devastating technique. Now, are they wearing shin pads? No, no shin pads. Only these tiny gloves. You have them there in the back, right. so you can check them out. Uh, like with the low kicks, the starts with there'll be knockouts uh, by strikes. I like the takedowns as well. That head up, heads up display, it's really cool right now. It's the first one. Whoever does that, it's a biometric nutrition training. You know, it's a DNA based uh, heads up display that you can see while the fighters are busy. You get a heart rate, resp respiratory, what they eat, what they train before. It's all going to start happening in two weeks. It's will become full circle and then the heads What is the biometric? Like when does that work? That's Are they wearing something? They wear these little tiny things so you can see how fast they hit and what direction they hit, propelling. You, you can pretty much see everything. It's amazing. And these gloves are awesome. I mean, they feel great. They do feel great. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of padding. Yep. That's pretty padded. It's much more than a UFC glove, huh? It is, but it's Well, you know what else, too? It seems like it, it gives you a curve to your hand. Which is great. Which is an issue with the UFC is the constant poking. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to poke someone in the eye with this, you got to kind of... It's like the pride gloves, right? Yeah. The pride gloves used to have that curve to them, and we saw much less eye pokes in pride than we do in the UFC. You know, but I, I, I never got that anyway. In Pankers, we did open-hand strikes. I never poked anybody in the head, right? Right. <laughs> so right. sometimes you have to think, is this on purpose or not? I mean, For sure, some yeah. of it's on purpose, right? It's hard to differentiate how much of it is on purpose. 
It really is. You know, yeah. I said it with John Jones at the time, because, but, but he is so calm, so relaxed, so everything. And then I go like, that that's almost has to be then. You yeah, know? yeah, so, I know. You've said that before. I should have worn that thing, right? That's what you were going to say? Yeah, I, this I, I you broke my hand. You could have punched, you could punch something pretty hard with this. Yeah. I mean, this is, these are great pads. Yeah. Man. This is almost like a boxing glove. It's like a small amount of boxing glove. It's like it doesn't cover the whole area, but this is this is the same kind of pad. As you see, the Saika, the 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 the, the, the yeah. Tsuki, you know, Mawashi Tsuki, they still and you hit that ofi- officially with the it? side Mawashi Tsuki. And what Mawashi is Mawashi? roundhouse and the Tsuki okay. is a punch, so it comes from the side. It's a roundhouse punch. It's a long hook. Right. I should say that. But, that but like this is more like a ridge hand, Close right? line. Yeah, yeah. Close line, ridge hand. Yeah. Right. So you're not punching ridge. with the knuckles. You're hitting with this part of your hand? Yeah, with that part of the hand. Like by the thumb bone. Yeah. But that's a they, good way to bust you, your shit up. I know. But that's why, you know, they keep it long and they make sure that you see the technique. Once you start doing short hooks, then mm-hmm. it's going to be a different story. We're going to have very close. You're going to have knees and people are going to be confused again. Wait they a minute. You can't throw hooks. hooks? You can't throw hooks. Long hooks. What does that mean? Like if Just you're in the, close, the, you can't throw a short hook? No, not for the close distance. If, but that, think about this. Now you're close distance, you're going to have to remove yourself away. It's like a combination I always uh, tell my students, right uppercut, right straight, or right uppercut and right straight to the body. If right. I give a right uppercut, I'm too close for the right straight. But then, look, I step backwards with my right, uh-huh. and I right away, I create yeah, distance. But, but and why, why limit punches? That seems silly. Because they want to keep it as sh- close to karate as possible and as clean as possible i get it but a left hook like a tight hook of a guy's right there and bam yeah I mean, but then they say you punch. could also throw a left elbow you know and they took you that could. out as well yeah so mm. I, I think Talk this is them. one of these things that you're simply going to have to get used to and and think about it with a fighter it's more difficult for a fighter so but what do you do if a guy hits a guy with a short hook and knocks him out I have no clue. Then the referee's going to step in. Well, if it's in t- intentionally, yes. of course, that's a problem. He's going to lose. It seems crazy. Well, how can you make someone lose from a short hook? That seems crazy. Well, talk, all the fights that them, they boss. had, talk all them. the fights that they had before now already, right? none of it happened. So yeah, but as soon I think as they're pretty close. I think they're in the rules meeting. They have a guy who's repeating it like three, four, five times in a row. They do not do that. I don't. And plus, these guys are karate practitioners. Right. See? So they're not even used to it. Yeah, but if they're karate practitioners in 2018, they know how to punch. There's no nobody's just karate anymore. I mean, everybody knows how to throw hooks and uppercuts and. But I think jabs. these rules are the closest rules to the 2020 Olympics. That's going to happen in Tokyo as well, right? Karate is going to come back in the Olympics. Is it in the 2020? Yeah, in Tokyo. Really? Oh, because so, it's in Tokyo. And I think what this kind is of karate? Perfect. Like Kyokushin? Like what do they do? It's probably doing? Shotokan, right? Shotokan? That's the oldest form, I would say. On Okinawa, it started there. So uh, are they doing? But that would be below the neck then. Like you can kick to the head, but you can't punch the face. We're right? gonna have to really figure out those. But but that's why I love it with the, with the gloves. They're probably gonna be allowed to hit the face. Right, but not in the Olympics, right? I don't know. I don't know about that yet. Yeah, because Taekwondo, they took it out as well, yeah. right? And you're gonna have the headgear in boxing. Now you have this optional now. I believe right. for what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's the same glove, if, it's the, if they make it the same weight, why would they? Well, are they willing to listen to you? Yes. Talk to will. these people. Oh, no, I'm already talking to them. What's That's the greatest your, thing. Why does your phone keep flashing? Because I'm a very popular guy. I think that people but are constantly... But you're, every time you get a text, you get fl- your phone flashes, like the light flashes? Oh, I do that on the, on the back because many times I have my phone like this, right? And then right. I, I, now I can't hear it, but I can see it. Now a big light flash. Come, text me. Text me and see what no. happens. 
I do that on purpose. <laughs> I keep my phone flat on purpose. Like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to look at my phone every five seconds because it's flashing. Yeah, and oh, and by the way, you see, that's what I'm looking. Hooks mm -hmm. aren't penalties anymore. Oh, that's, so they changed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because yeah, that seems silly. Yeah. You should be able to hook somebody. Just, I mean, it's a great punch. It's like. I mean, I understand if you want to eliminate elbows. Glory took out elbows. You know, Bellator doesn't have elbows. Bellator kickboxing, rather. But I think um, punches should be punches. You know, any any way you want to punch. Yeah, well, back fist, everything. You can yeah. throw everything. And you Spinning can do flying fist? as well. All the kicks are allowed. You can okay. also, except for the low kick to the thigh, but for the rest, every kick, every <laughs> jumping kick, kicks. everything. is. You know, but that's, that's again, me talking, and we're going to see... Yeah. Where this is going They'll to. listen to you, Bob. Yeah. They, they, well, they got to. They got to. They got to. love it. Come on. I, I, you're I, Dutch. I wonder. <laughs> How do they not have low kicks? You're Dutch, you ain't much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the reason a lot of Dutch guys won. Remember all the way back Fuck here with the yeah. kickboxing? Fuck yeah. yeah. Ramon Deckers, Rob Kamen. Rob I mean, Kamen. God damn, man. Yves Thiriol, remember that fight? Yeah, man. Yeah, low those kicks. were the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If you're uh, nowhere... On my, uh, what is it, April 26th in Miami, they have the first show. I'm pretty sure they will invite. I am out of town, unfortunately. April 26th in Miami, huh? That's the yep. first show in America? Where, where were these other ones filmed? Uh, overseas, they do. They do it everywhere. They have it every, this will be the first show. It's free, guys. So do that as well. Also, what free. you can do. Free, free to watch? Free, free to watch. To be there or to watch it on no. television? Uh, you go to karate.com. There's, there's a button where you can click watch it live. And it's going to be streamed. But you also have an app. They have a really cool app because oh, that app gives you the heads-up display. You see there a right at the top. Watch live. Oh, Boom. That's where you click. Sign you up your email for free letters. streaming access Boom. to our next event. Don't have Bam. to do anything. Nice. So um, who's putting this together? How do you know these people? Well, they contacted me. Uh, there's a whole uh, bunch of guys to guy, a lot of uh, karate experts as well. And, they, uh, and I think they're side with the 2020 Olympics. Mm. You know, and I've been talking about this also for a while. I said, why is not anybody doing this? We had Chuck Norris doing it, right? Right, for World a while. Combat League. Yeah. And I thought, I, I thought that was cool. And now this, when I saw this with the pit, I go, man, this, I, I truly believe it's going to take off. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this. Well, I hope so. I mean, I've been saying for the longest time that striking sports in America, like you got boxing and then nobody pays attention to the other shit. I mean, people barely pay attention to kickboxing. Yep. It's just not nearly as popular. It doesn't, especially to me, I'm a giant fan of Muay Thai. I mean, I love watching Muay Thai and I never understood why Muay Thai wasn't more successful in the United States. I know uh, Lion Fight had uh, some good traction and yep. they, they were doing pretty well, but I don't think they're on Access TV anymore. They stopped, and I, you know, this is the people are asking for it every time. Yeah. They're complaining about mixed martial arts, a lot of people, because they don't understand what's going on on the ground. Now we finally have something, you know, Thai boxing. And they're not watching it. And then Glory has the best, best fighters on the planet. Right, right. I mean, it's an unbelievable show. Mm -hmm. But not no enough people watching. watch it. I well, no it's not mainstream enough in, t in terms of like its exposure. I mean, you get it on UFC Fight Pass, which is amazing. And then you can get it on ESPN3, which is only online. And sometimes ESPN2. But, you know, I think, I mean, you look Rico Verhoeven, and you see Jamal Ben Sadiq, that fight. Oh, that's Holy crazy. Yeah, shit. Yeah. And he oh. said he was going to do it like that oh. right at the end. Yeah. And Ben Sadiq caught him, too, yeah. early. I mean, Ben Sadiq had knocked him out six years ago. That was a fucking amazing fight. If that was on television, that fight was on TV, and the end when Rico's pouring it on and Ben Sadiq collapses in the ropes, I mean, and they're big, giant fucking guys. I mean, that was an amazing fight. Yeah. Rico is incredible. His cardio for a giant guy 
you know, for a big and his technique and his distance and his ring strategy, everything. 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 He's the complete guy, and he's a young guy and super smart. Also, is he know? like twenty nine? Yeah, I think so. It's like so, uh, Conor, right? Conor's yeah. thirty nine as well. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, he's got a, a, a long future ahead of you. Think of the amount of experience he has already. How pull up, pull up Rico Verhoeven, Glory Heavyweight Champion. Let's see how old he is. I think he just had a birthday. I think I think he turned twenty nine. He's a fucking beast, man. Uh, Was it today? Today he turns twenty nine. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Rico! Boop, boop. Yeah, I just don't understand. I really don't understand. I don't understand why that's not more popular. It's keeping it simple. Yeah. And this now, even, you take the knees out, keep it a little bit more separate so that people can see, see the technique better. It's right. not better technique. You can see the technique better. Right. I think we'll do a lot of good. Also, a lot of uh, kids, when they say, hey, mom, I want to watch uh, Mixed Martial Arts. When you're a very young kid, I don't think the parents are going to allow that. There's still mm. that little, you know, they don't know. Karate? Oh, please, go, watch. Did you see this crazy shit? They're talking about Conor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather with no shoes on in an MMA cage with MMA gloves. You can clinch, but no takedowns, no knees, no elbows, no kicks, no submissions. But clinch. You can clinch. You can <sighs> yeah, fight from the clinch. Yeah, but, you know, Mayweather is... It's an animal there also, yeah. you know, but still, but you don't, come on, let clinch. a kick, one kick be illegal. Kick, <laughs> no? The kick, would, it would end it. If he had kicks, that would be the difference. That's it. But, but Connor, even fighting from the clinch, you could tie him up, you could tie him up and hold on to him and hit him like Randy Couture style. You remember when um, Shane Carwin fought Frank Mir and tied him up and just obliterated him with uppercuts, just... Boom, boom. But yeah, Shane but was I, a monster. But then again, he chooses to stand there. I don't think that uh, Mayweather is going to choose to stand there. If he, he gets grabbed, he pops out. He needs to. He well, why not? There's no knees. It's him. not like he pulls him to the knee and he gets kneed in the face. You see what I mean? Because but he can no... clinch with him. If he can clinch with him, they're standing on the outside and Connor can grab a hold of him. How is Mayweather going to shake him off? He's not going to. Like, if, if Connor decides to just wrap a hold of one of his arms, just get him in an overhook and just start punching him in the face. Floyd's fucked. His whole thing is boxing. His whole thing is boxing know, moves. But he's in- Shoulder rolls, moves. He's not going to be able to stop Connor from grabbing him. Connor's a bigger, stronger guy. If he grabs Floyd by the back of the neck and holds him in place and punches him in the face, Floyd's fucked. I don't think he understands. When you say the clinch is okay, if you could strike from the clinch, he's fucked. I'll put my money on Connor all day if he can strike from the clinch. Now, if they just have MMA fight with boxing gloves, or a boxing fight with MMA gloves, rather, that is a different thing. That's a different animal, and I think Floyd's just so much better than him. That's what I thought that you meant. No, no, no. I mean, oh. clinching. The, the, what, what I read, the only difference, they're not going to let him kick, they're not going to let him punch, they're not going to let him elbow or knee or takedown or submissions, but they'll let him clinch and punch from the clinch. Just that alone. Yeah. That's a game changer. Just that alone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to see that because, you know, Floyd's going to know. They're going to work on that as well. He's going to work on Good those luck. defenses. He's, he's an incredible athlete. I mean, there's only a few things. This is not like he's going to have to learn the whole game. Yeah, but holding on to someone and punching them is such a different... It's a, just a completely different chapter. Yeah, but as soon as you hold on to somebody, that means you incapacitated your own arm as well. You don't have the defense there as well. So right. Mayweather can start attacking him. Also, it's a one-hand fight. It's, it's literally... Uh, ice hockey, <laughs> right? If you think right. about it, they grab and they start right. hitting each other. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But smaller gloves, 
Connor will have more impact with his punches. That's true. And he's but, so much used to much more used to fighting from the clinch like that, where you can hold and hit at the same time. I'm I'm interested in that fight. What about foot stomps? You know what? That's what uh, last time I heard somebody say. The always uh, super effective foot stomps. Like, give me one fight that ever got stopped with a foot stomp. Never. <laughs> ever. It's annoying. It's, it's annoying. That's Have you ever fought where somebody's foot stomped you? No. Never? No. Did you never. ever foot stomp anybody? No. No. I, I think I'm one of those guys who would do it back, and that's why they, and that's why they didn't do it. <laughs> Marco Huas was like the first guy to introduce that, wasn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, he did that. Yeah, yeah. Marco foot stomped. The sh- you got a bunch of notes here, man. Yeah, I know, I do. I just spread it out. Serious. This is one of my uh, my pet things. I'm, I'm throwing it out because you know, going back to karate and uh, with uh, with reading about it, all to get all the terms back. That's you know. So that's why I'm going here. Like the Moshi gears, we knew that all Moshi gears. Uh, what? Toby Uramawashi gear, all those kicks you see, but you, you should know this and you know this. You're well, just I'm a, messing a with Taekwondo me. Taekwondo background. Oh, that's true. You got the yeah. Chuckies. Ooh, up Chucky. Yeah, up Chucky. Doyo Chucky. Doyo Chucky. <laughs> yep, Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got the Chuckies, we got the Gearies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how many events are they going to do a year of this? It's a whole bunch. They're going to spread yeah. them out all over the place. I, for yeah, for the people, what I would say here, yeah, it's just karate.com. What a great domain name, by the way, as well. Yeah, right? to have that? that. Yeah, that's, uh, I was thinking the same that thing. That must have been expensive as fuck. I think so, too. <laughs> but they have it. Go there for all your favorite fighters. Check it out. And uh, Karate.com. Karate.com. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big thing to have. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> like, who the fuck owns jujitsu.com? Jiu-jitsu.com. What a website that must be to own that. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's other ones out there that give you even more. You know, Nakedgirls.com. That gives you a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Way yeah. more than karate.com, I like think. Like sex.com. Oh, that's crazy. Don't even click on it. You'll get a bunch of pop-ups and viruses gonna and shit. friend of mine does Jamie? that. What is this, Jamie? Makeup.com sold for $2 million. Rodeo.com and Karate.com for 500000 total. Ah. My buddy bought Nude.com for $2 million. <gasps> Three weeks later, sold it for eight. Damn. Three weeks. That's what he does. Buying the name, the domain names. Yeah. Smart. Can you go back? Can you imagine go back in time? Oh, my God. <laughs> like right when websites. writing all the domain names down. Yeah, nobody even saw any of this shit coming. Didn't Business.com go for like $10 million bucks? Something crazy? Meanwhile, who the fuck is I going to business.biz? Business. I wouldn't give you a nickel for that shit. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to business.com? What are you doing there? I'm going to do business. That's stupid. If you're doing business, you don't go looking at business.com. That doesn't even make any sense. That's a worthless fucking domain. <laughs> I bet that's a ghost town. I bet no one's going to business.com. <laughs> business.com. Sort of what is it? We know your business. Grow your business. Fuck off. Do it different. No do B-U-Z-N-I-S. Yeah, even Business. Then. Oh, no one's going to that. You go to that, it's a porn site. You can't spell. Sure. Yeah, you're an idiot. You go <laughs> Triple X. You go to that. That's a Nigerian scammer telling you you've won a bunch of money. And <laughs> it starts glowing up. Uh, 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 you get a telephone mm. call. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, where did this originate? Who? Uh, what? What country started this? Well, karate. Oh, for <laughs> Japan. No, no, no. I mean this this event. No clue. I'm going to meet these people face to face for never the very met them? first. No, no, no. Because I, I've been doing commentary and I met some people from the organization because I did some commentary over some fights together with uh, Phoenix Carnavale. Oh, she's uh, there she's also. great. She it's was awesome. doing a lot of stuff for Lion Fight. I met her and her her boyfriend in New York. Vic. Not, yeah. yeah. Not this last. Uh, New UFC New York, but in the past, I got her tickets for the uh, the UFC. She's excellent, really good post fight yep. interviews, and 
she's doing commentary with you. Yes. Perfect. Yep. She's very knowledgeable. Yeah, no, it was great, and, and and we pulled it off right away. So that's why we met these people there. We did it in uh, in Long Island when I was filming there. Nice, and uh, and, and so, so there was. Now a, I'm going to see him in Miami. in Long Island as well. No, no, no. We just did it in my hotel. So you did commentary like watching it on screen. Is that what it was? Watching it on screen. Ah, had some okay. people coming in with special microphones, so we tuned it up. You know, that right. it was exactly. The you same. did that a bunch of times for Pride, right? Where you were in America and you were doing commentary for events that were happening in Japan. Yeah, and they have a live show. We do it, the commentary right over it live. What was that like? It's weird. It, no, it's not weird at all. But right. I, I hope that the speed was up to you know because if you see right. an armbar coming, I, that I never knew. I never rewatched it again to say right. you know when the armbar is happening, I say he's setting up an armbar. You know, right. if that delay is five seconds or ten seconds, yeah, you have a problem. But apparently, I don't think it is because they stream it out. They shoot it out right. from the studio. So it's like so you're right? watching the fights live. That's it. But yeah. wasn't there some that you guys did where the fights had already happened? And you knew the results? Oh, I did that with uh, Stephen Quadros. Yeah. We did the first 10, I believe, Pride shows. You know, before 2000, it wasn't uh, sent out on pay-per-view. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they asked us to do uh, those shows. Man, I remember sitting there in Holland. We were sitting with Red Bull. We had Stack. Remember that, those pills? That oh, makes yeah. you Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, shh. Heart attack pills. Oh, we were... It was so funny. Quadros got so crazy. He's so hilarious when he gets in his zone, you know? He started suddenly, I'm watching a fight, and I hear, oh, and I look to the side. He's eating a green apple in front On of the, the microphone. No, but it's because this is eight hours in, right? Oh, We're watching really boring stuff also. this Oh, this was, by the way, this was not Pride. We, we, we did Pride, but then we did on top of that, we did another one as well. Pride we did here. That's what we did here in, in America with Bud Brutzman. And the other show we did in Holland with all these old, crazy Russian guys who had like an A and an E in their name and the rest was <laughs> V-P-S-T-R-M-Z. You know, I mean, right, I would call right, him the guy right. with the red hair or right. the guy with the red pants <laughs> because I couldn't pronounce their names. <laughs> yeah, there's some guys in the UFC that uh, when I read their names at the weigh-ins, I have to pause and try to put it together. Like some of them. It's hard. You know? yeah. And you don't want to butcher them. And, and then you have these guys, like the fans, right? They say, oh, you butchered so-and-so's name. I say, how do you, uh, what do you say? Bas Rutten? Yeah. yeah, you just butchered my name. This is Bas Rutten. <laughs> it's not Rutten. Is that how you're supposed to say yeah. it? Yeah, it's Rutten? not Ernesto Hoost. It's Ernesto Host. It's Peter Arts. It's not Peter oh, Ertz. You know, you see, I mean, right. if you really want to start. Dutch way. We, we asked uh, Fedor one time, what does your mother call you? He says, Fyodor. I said, we right. call you Fyodor. And we right. did that on Pride. Everybody, you're butchering his name. His mom calls him like that. That's what we asked. Well, Morrow was the only one that would call him that. Morrow always called him Fyodor. Fyodor is, uh, Morrow yeah. is very precise with that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah, Morrow's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. He's great at that. It's so nice to see him doing all those big-time boxing matches, too. Yeah. You know, he's a good guy. That guy, if you if you sit next to him, it's, uh, when people say, oh, it's fake as this, trust me, it's... That's, that's, that's what they say. That is how he talks, Boss Rutan. Oh, he gets in his own bubble, and then, you know, if I look at him, it, that, I can put my hand in front of his face. If he's in the zone, he doesn't see anything. He only sees the fight, and he's going to town. Yeah. And everybody steps away and just looks at him. No, he's designed he's going. for it. He's designed for that. Love it. He's doing WWE, too, right? Yeah, he's insane. He does everything. So he does WWE. He's doing Showtime Boxing. Does he do any Bell MMA anymore? Oh, no, uh, the Bellator. Does he still do that? I, I know I Goldberg does a lot of the Bellators yeah. now. So he does some of the Bellators? I think so. I think like the big shows probably. Because mm. a lot of them uh, Goldberg's doing now. Yeah. 
Yeah, they got a whole crazy team there. And Jimmy's over at the UFC. Jimmy's with us now. Yeah. <laughs> I, got him, I got him a gig at the UFC. Nice. Yeah, we worked together nice. for the first time the Saturday night. It was great. Yeah, good. He's so, a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he's fucking excellent. He's an excellent commentator. I tried to get the UFC to hire him four years ago. So for me to be there Saturday night sitting next to Jimmy, I was like, look at this, man. We're yeah, hugging. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. did it. We made that it happen. so cool, huh? Here we are. Yeah. It was perfect, too. Because we, we, we're friends, it's very easy. You know, the commentary flowed very nice together. You know, we had a good time. That's, about, that's, that's what happened also with me and Mauro. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is friends, and you, you say, try it out. It's and the they best. Go, and then yeah. it's just a conversation. Right. Well, that's why me and Goldberg worked so well for so long, because we're so tight. Yeah. It's so easy. So easy. But whatever, the UFC and him didn't see eye to eye for whatever reason. It's a bummer. Yeah. But I love Anik, too. Anik's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of good guys. And, and, and what the fans should know is that a play-by-play guy doesn't need to know everything. He right. doesn't need to know the techniques. That's why we are there, the experts, right. the caller guys. Yeah. Because I have so many people that say, oh, why don't you take uh, uh, Goldberg's plays? They say, I'm a play-by-play. I'm, I'm a caller guy. He's a yeah. play-by-play. He's a completely different animal. You That's know? And a hard gig. Yeah, especially for TV. Yeah. If you got to go to commercials and do all that kind of stuff, Dude. it's it's much harder. The Anik and Goldberg, those guys are wizards at that stuff. Yeah. That is a hard job. It's way harder than our job. Our job of doing color... We see the fight. We call it. it. We call it. Then I mean, we already we, do it. And we've been doing martial arts our whole life. Yeah. We know what's happening. So we see it. We go, oh, that's a roundhouse kick. Oh, he's going to get the triangle. Oh, he's getting out. Look, he's, he's, he's free. He's out. Yeah. That, we're watching it in real time. They have to prepare. I mean, they're preparing everything like long in advance and practicing and going over, okay, turn to page seven, you know, beat 152, you got to introduce monster energy drink, and they're stepping into the yep. monster prep Screaming point. Screaming in the airs the whole yeah, time, you man. hear it? It's a Ten, fucking nine, hard gig. Yeah, it's a fucking hard gig. They're, yeah. The coordination and the traffic cop and making sure that everything runs smoothly. So Kenny, Kenny Rice, he's insane. He does 26 professional sports, at, like at the highest level. I mean, he did football. They never did it. My buddy calls me, he says, boss, how many times did you do football? Like, so what do you mean? He says, he could be the best guy I've ever heard. Really? I say, that is the first time. He's insane. Wow. I mean, he's, um, when he came to the International Fight League, he never did mixed martial arts. Same as with Morrow. Never did mixed martial arts. But within two shows... It's insane, yeah. but they learn. Maro got the DVD set. Kenny gets the DVD set, and they and they actually watch it. They start learning about it, right? And then they get it, you know. Yeah. So uh, and they leave. It, they ask you questions like, "Boss, what should he do? Yep. Boss, is he in trouble? You know, what's what's going on here? Yep. Yeah. No, Are you still doing it for? Uh, it used to be World Combat League. I mean, no. What was the uh, World Series of Fighting? World Series of Fighting, and now it's professional, professional Fighters League. Are you still doing that? Yes, June. We're going to start. That's nice. And yeah. so they still have John. Is John Fitch in Bellator now? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like Fitch might have just went to Bellator. That would be not a smart move because they're going to come with the million dollar prize, right? If you win this season in every weight class, you're going to get a million dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, it's a nice little pull. So I, I, I don't know. think that John, if, if that's 100% still in place, I think that John will stay. I don't know. I think I feel like John just went to Bellator. Hmm. See, see if you Google John Fitch Bellator. I know uh, Benson Henderson, Roger Huerta. Obviously, they have Rory McDonald, who he's, in my opinion, the, one of the best, if not the best, welterweight in mm-hmm. the world. Yep. So that's that's a big big deal for them to have him. As is Douglas Lima and Musashi. Mm-hmm. March first signs with Bellator. March first signs oh, with Bellator. Oh wow! Damn. They must I have came with the large cheddar. 
Maybe yeah, yeah, Bellator yeah, that's brought true. him some cheddar. That's true. He's got a big name, you know? Yeah. There it is. John Fitch signs at Bellator. Well, John's 40 years old now, right? How old is John? If you had a guess? February 24th. It's a great day to be born. Is it? Yeah, I was born. You? Yeah. How old is he? 40. <laughs> Bam. 40, yeah. Look at me. I know shit. I've been uh, watching John fight since he was in his 20s. That's crazy. Time flies, baby. I know. Fuck. If I go back. Uh, crazy. Yeah, Dude, scary. I had... I, um, I had a poster of you from the first time you fought in the UFC. They gave me one of those posters that said the world's greatest martial artist. <laughs> yeah. And it was you fighting for the UFC when you fought Tiyoshi Kosaka. Yeah. Remember that? They asked me. I said, they messed up right there. They forgot a word. I, I told them specifically the world's greatest looking martial <laughs> artist, but they forgot that word. <laughs> yeah, they were hyping it up big time. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. What a time that was. Peretti. Yeah. He came over to Japan at the time. I was fighting to check me out, and he said, they want you in the UFC, so you know, you come someone just said something online. Uh, someone said something about me talking shit about John Peretti, which could not be further from the truth. Some guy left a comment on Twitter. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I never said a bad thing about that guy in my yeah. life. I love John Peretti, and I, I used to love his commentary, even when people hated him. When they were saying, like, we were saying things like, ride him like a pony. He was riding someone like a pony. Right? <laughs> He mounts him like a pony. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Peretti was great. He, he called it like he saw it. I mean, he, he fucking had a, a, a deep background in martial arts, world kickboxing champion, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. I love that he guy. He knew everything. And, and he would say whatever he wanted to say. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah, you know, he doesn't no give a fuck. Politician stuff. Where do people, get, just throw people it out. get things sometimes? And then it becomes like a, some sort of a weird rumor. Uh, and I, I didn't respond to the guys like you know you should stop talking shit about John Peretti. I'm like when whenever we, we whenever did, did I do that? You, you remember the boss with an invitational? We did that a long time ago. It was a lot of great fights. Nate Marquardt, O2 man. I mean Jens Pulver. Everybody was on those cards. It was in Colorado. It was in I think '99 something around that time. There was one time we had a 16 man tournament. You had to fight four times. Oh. And uh, Pulver actually lost in the finals to a guy who we never heard from. And that was weird because I, Pulver became huge. Anyway, Ron Waterman is fighting this out of shape, out of big guy. And Peretti is the, uh, because I got Peretti as the matchmaker. Because I knew if I have Peretti as the, of the referee, if I have him uh. as the referee, everybody's going to come because they want to show off in front of the, 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 the UFC matchmaker. The UFC matchmaker. And then they're going to fight in our, uh, in our thing, the boss with the invitational. So he's fighting Ron the, uh, Waterman. And he goes to Ron Waterman. He says, listen, this guy doesn't have a lot of skills. You know, don't go too hard. You know, could you please don't do too crazy? So Ron takes him down right away. He's on top and he loads up and he goes very gentle, starts hitting him like a gentle giant, like really not hard. And Peretti walks in, breaks it up and he says, okay, it's over. The big guy on bottom jumps up and he gets in Peretti's face. The corner jumps over rope and get in Peretti's face and they start yelling, yelling, and just bull, bull crap, bull crap. And he, everybody gets super aggressive and Peretti goes suddenly, okay, okay, you want, you want to fight? Yeah, okay. Okay, we restart the fight. And they restart Ooh. the fight, and he walks to Waterman. He says, do anything you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ron Waterman was a fucking gorilla. Animal. He was a gorilla. Dude, he takes that guy down. He starts, he mounts him like a pony. <laughs> <laughs> he starts hitting him. Peretti, looking in the audience. 
He's looking away. Oh, no. Well, the guy gets hit. He gets mauled. Bong, bong. And he's looking into the audience far away. And suddenly he looks back. He goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Break. Rob, <laughs> stop fighting. Oh. The guy is all bashed up. And he walks to the corner. He says, it's your fault. You did this. And then he walked out. Yeah. Take the early no days. The early days. You could do that stuff. Yeah, man. It was crazy times. Remember when they had that one just submission only thing? And they had uh, Olympic wrestlers versus MMA fighters. And I think Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt Hume won yeah. by Hill Hood, right? The first one. We, we uh, talked the, the about gold this before. Jackson? I think he. No, no, it wasn't no, Kevin no, it was Jackson. Was the other one? Kenny Monday. Kenny Monday. Yeah. Yep. And Frank Shamrock fought Dan Henderson. Zenoviev was there? Was yeah, that was that? Zenoviev in that one, too? Zenoviev was. A, he, was he was an animal. Yeah. He was in world, uh, what was it, uh, Extreme Combat, right? Oh, that was it. That was the Peretti show. Yeah, he was the guy who tapped Mario Sperry. And, and Peretti at the time already had weight classes. Yeah. Remember, he was far ahead right. of his uh, right. time. They look at Matt Hume. Look at Matt. Fucking stud. I know him Maurice like this. Smith in his corner. Yeah, that was that Old was days, Pankers. man, the old days. Yeah. Yeah, play this. This was interesting. Because back then, these wrestlers thought to just be, and Dan Gable was one of the guys that was doing commentary. It was really fascinating because Dan Gable thought that if you were on the bottom, you should be losing. Yeah. You know, they had that wrestler's uh, mentality. Well, you know, you took the guy down. Look at that! <laughs> Baba Booey! That's hilarious! <laughs> Is that a perm? <laughs> Gary Delabate is the fucking ref, the ring card guy. Look at that. Kenny Monday. Tank. Yeah. Olympic wrestler. Kevin Jackson right behind him there. Yeah, so they, they go at it, and he's got his knuckles up, which is weird because they're not, they're not boxing. So he's, like, trying to wrestle him. And Matt Hume, barefoot. Kenny's wearing shoes. They, Matt Hume, what a fucking martial artist that guy is. Oh, super and, smart. What a coach, too. Amazing. Huh? Well, you see it now in what he's done with Mighty Mouse. Yeah. You know? I mean, you realize what depth of knowledge this guy has. Not to take anything away from Mighty Mouse, of course, he's got a tremendous amount of knowledge, too. But the fact that Matt Hume is able to take this guy, so he just drops down yeah, on purpose. on purpose. And now he's going to start working. Look oh, yes. Yeah. He went for it. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That's not a good thing against the guy who knows leg locks. Not there only that, while we you're wearing shoes. That's hold. what's really stupid about it. He's going to do a toe hold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to do a toe hold. Yeah. That's it. Figure toe hold. Tap, tap, tap. He was, nice. That was, uh, that was attacking the ankle and the knee. That was both. Because his knee was twisted up, too. I saw John Lober in Pancras with a toehold broke his shin bone. Ooh. Yeah. I, re I remember um, that Jason DeLucia, I just walked into the arena. I said, did he just broke his shin bone? And he walked back, and he looks at me because he's up next, and he says, what happened to the word ow, he said to me, because Lober just kept on fighting. With his a broken shin? Yeah, you see the, the leg all flapping left and right, Lober. and he jumps on his opponent. He was another, he's another forgotten guy. guy yeah. was an animal. Yeah, he was. The olden days. The olden days. There were some fucking crazy fights when you go back then and look at those olden days. Yeah, I remember we uh, were talking about uh, Eve. Edwards. Eve Edwards. And, he was um, on the podcast last week. Oh, and, and we were, uh, he was underground fighting. And I remember it was a tank ever was there. I remember that they in the – okay, so this is what happened. Um, the athletic commission is there. The police is there to check. So John Lober goes into the cage with another guy with their jeans on, and they start wrestling. 
So the Atlantic Commission, the police sees that, and they think that is what's going to happen tonight. They leave. They lock the doors. DJ comes on. He says, okay, they're gone. We can fight, ladies and gentlemen. Like people from porn industry start throwing porn DVDs in the audience. It was the <laughs> wildest place, right? So Eve's fighting. And he's mounting this guy, and he sits next to the, the, the cage. And I'm standing... I mean, I'm a foot away from him because I'm standing next to the cage and the cage is, the cage is raised. And he's raining down straight, 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 straight. And I go, Eve. And he, he stops punching and he looks at me. I say, hook straights, dude. And he goes, hook straight out. <laughs> Knocked him out immediately. That's Not funny. only straights. He immediately listened. Hook straight. Knocked the guy out. <clears throat> the old days. Well, good days, though. Yeah, man. It's, well, it's amazing to be a part of something that developed like that because there's no other sport where you go back to 1993 and then look at it in 2018 and it's almost unrecognizable. You know? I mean, martial arts, mixed martial arts in particular. I mean, if you look at what martial arts were, there was a lot of great tie boxers back then, of course. There was a lot of great kickboxers. But the difference between the mixed martial arts from 93 to 2018, it's oh, a totally different world. It's a completely different world. In the beginning, if you knew it all, well, you're going to win, you know? But there, there wasn't was anybody who knew it all back not then. Not a That's lot. A, yeah. There was a few guys that had, you know, a good base of knowledge in some of the other sports, but mostly they were specialists. They were either a wrestler or a karate guy. Or, One glove. Yeah. Art Jimerson. Art Jimerson. Remember, I, I remember um, Kent telling me about the event. They were in the back, and they thought that it was still going to be a work you know, a lot of people. Oh. And then the first fight went on, and it was Gordo <laughs> against the sumo guy. Oh, and he kicked his teeth, teeth into, the, into, the, into, the, into the crowd. He yeah. said, boss, it got really great backstage. So and everybody goes, okay. They thought at any moment still somebody could come in and say, hey, okay, you're going to have to lose, you're going to have to win. And at that moment that happened, everybody was like, Why oh, did they crap. think that? I don't know. I think there was... Uh, Just a couple guys who didn't know, like that ninja guy that got beat up by Pat Smith. Remember that guy who's like a ninjutsu guy? Oh yeah, but the pressure point guy. Well, the, he did all this stash. crazy shit. It, like in his is like you know they had the preparation reels. Where they showed how they're preparing. He's like ah, ah, throwing guys out, hitting them with all this crazy shit. And then he got in there with Pat Smith. Yeah, he was yeah a that fucking badass kickboxer. <laughs> yeah. And Pat smashed him and then got on top of him. Oh, five six elbows. Yeah. That's where the blood comes back up, right? Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And yeah. it was back in the day when they didn't just stop the fight. Yeah, but that, that's the reason I didn't want to fight in the UFC in the first one. When Ken asked me about it, I said, I would never do that. He said, why? I said, I need a referee. He says, everybody can. The, the guys who say, oh, I'd rather die in the case. Okay, good luck with that. Not me, dude. I have a family. <laughs> I like my life very much. I don't like to die. <laughs> you know? So I said, as soon as there's a referee who can actually step in, yeah. I, wanna, I would like to do it. There was a referee that was there when you tapped to stop it, but yeah. you had to tap. But if you got knocked out, they just keep beating you up. You know, and, and what John uh, said, because when John drew the line was, I believe it was with Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott got beat up really bad. He looked at the corner to throw the towel. They turned his back to him. Later on, when he went to them, he, they said, well, if we would have stopped it, Tank was going to beat us up. That's right. what he told us. Yeah. So that's why we didn't throw a towel. And that's the moment he said, okay, I'm going to yeah. have to step in here because otherwise someone's going to die. Yeah, it could have easily happened in those early ones. Yeah. You know, the early UFCs? The kick, the first kick yeah. from Gerard Godot. Mm -hmm. Well, that, how about Orlando Veet? Oh, the elbows. And well, not just that. Well, oh, well, that's right. you remember Remco Pardue Pardue. on him? Yeah, oh. Remco took him down, got him in a scarf hold, and just elbowed him completely unconscious. Boom, boom, boom. Just kept hitting him while he was out. But Orlando, <laughs> like, was one of the first real 
legit strikers. Oh. Like, I mean, fucking nasty Muay Thai, powerful guy, and not a big guy either, like 180 pounds. He was crazy. He had some wars. I forgot that. Hippolyte, Ivan Hippolyte and Orlando Witt, I think they bought, they fought a whole bunch Muay of Thai. times. Muay Thai. And yeah. Muay Thai with elbows. Yeah. If those guys were fighting in Holland and the Yapeto, look, I got goosebumps now. We were there, man. That was flying elbows. I mean, from the clinch, he would jump up and then rain down elbows to the, to the collarbones, to the yeah. top. I mean, yeah, complete animal. Hippolyte, too. Because yeah. I went back and forth. He would win, then uh, we would win. Then Hippolyte would win constantly, back and forth. So that's why it, it was so interesting for us. Yeah, if you're just getting into Muay Thai now and you're just hearing about it, the fucking day we live in today where you could just go on YouTube and find hours and hours. You could fill the rest of your life just watching amazing yeah. fights. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you, yeah, just, yeah, you can. Fuck yeah. Just yeah. find out about Giorgio Petrosian. Just just Google Giorgio Petrosian. You go, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? You go watch. Yeah. Giorgio, the doctor, baby. Unreal. Italian. Woo. There's only one Italian, Armenian. Italian, right? Armenian, though. Wow. Yeah, Armenian yeah. from that. Italy. Yeah. Armenians are fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's a wild race of people. <laughs> but he's, but, but you know, but he is, okay, but the Italian side of him made him very calculated. Technical. Right? Yeah. Because Armenian, would you think, okay, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to mm -hmm. get you. Yeah. And he was very technical. As well, I mean, well, it's just his mind. Man. Oh, what's his record at the time? Like 54 0 or something, something right? Insane. Something insane, yeah, yeah. He got knocked out in glory. Um, he got, but who's that? He fought that African guy. Oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the homeboy he fought. Um, somebody Ilungu was who's that who knocked him out? I forget who it was, but Georgia was so good with angles. And technique, I mean, his technique was flawless. And if you ever watch him drill, you, you recognize why he was so good. I mean, he was so, so technical and precise in his drilling. But I mean, you see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's punching right away. Watch, steps to the side, yep. see? He's moving while he is punching. Always. But he lands the punches with two feet on the floor still, mm -hmm. and then he moves. That yep. is, that's perfect technique. Yeah, perfect technique. Yeah, he's he's someone to really watch, like Giorgio Petrosian. Who who knocked him out? See, go to his. Uh, it was a big upset. It was in New York, and it was when Glory was promoting him as you know who he was, and he just got caught. He got caught by a, a fucking vicious striker. Well, it was not a Dutch guy, right? I think it was Daniel Elungu. Andy, yeah, Risti. see, that's Andy the Dutch Risti. guy. Yeah, that's who it was. Yep. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, Risti's a beast. Yep. See if you can find that fight. So you find uh, Andy Risty versus um, Petrosian, Georgia Petrosian. Yeah, Whoop. that's who it was. That's right. Andy Risty can crack too. He's dangerous. Yeah, there it is. Right in Madison Square Garden. That was a big deal for them, man, to get in Madison Square Garden. You know, like to have that fight. Mayweather, they invited Mayweather there. You remember? I heard they paid mm. him a bunch of money to be there. Just to be there. Yeah, that's hilarious. How much did you have to pay him to be there? It's got to be a lot. Yeah, and Risty's, who is a great fighter. In his own, but Risty's a guy who's really good for a couple rounds, and who he, he would fade. And he lost. Yeah, I forget who he lost to, but he lost by TKO because he faded. He faded in the last round. But it's the fast twitch fibers, you know. Once you're explosive, mm -hmm. you're really good in the first few rounds, and you're gonna have to really dosious. Uh, make sure that you spread out. Yeah. All your powers, but if your opponent is pushing it and is forcing you to brawl, yeah, you're going to run out of gas. Yeah, I don't remember what it was that caught him. I believe it was a punch. He got kicked in the nuts. Yeah, it was a little love tap. Yeah. I don't remember what happened here. 
There's been so many good fights. Glory, like I said, I'm, I'm a giant fan, and I think it's one of the most underrated underrated organizations in all of combat sports. And they have a, a great like a library of, oh, there it is. There it is. Left hand. Left hand. Boom. Caught him. Wow. Crazy. Crazy to see George. Rewind that back for a second. It didn't even look like that big of a shot. Look at this. Just perfect placement. Boom. Boom. Uppercut. Like sort of a hook uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. Like he stepped into it, switched to southpaw, caught him with the left hand. Fucking A. Who did Let me pull up Andy Risty's. I think, I don't want to, it wasn't, trying to remember who beat him. Somebody beat him where he was winning early on and then he faded. As the fight went on, that's a that's a tricky thing for those super explosive guys like a Conor McGregor. You know, it is hard. Oh, to trainer, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just throwing it out there. Oh, Von Rusmalen beat him, but I think Von Rusmalen beat him by decision. Yeah, oh, but KO, you see, that's it. David Kira. Yeah, David Kira is Kira. an animal. He's an animal. But that's also Rusmalen yeah. is known for his stamina. You know, mm-hmm. his father was already William. You know, yeah. I, he was fighting when I was fighting, and he's always coming forward. That William was not the most technical guy, right. but dude, the guy had heart and stamina, yeah. and he would come for you. And it's very hard to fight somebody who's constantly pushing you yeah. backwards. And that's what uh, he was doing as well with him. Hundred percent makes him run out of gas. Yeah, and they go in for the kill. Von Rusmalen's an animal. It's just like there's such there's such an amazing pool of talent and glory. It's just it's an amazing organization to watch. There's so much talent. And, wh- and wh- I don't know why it's not catching on because with, with, nobody sees it. Yeah, but K one, you would think okay, all these people at least yeah, are going to watch it. You right, love it, I love it, but the average person go to fucking Seven Eleven and go, hey man, what do you think of uh, Robin von Musbalen? <laughs> yeah, like, what the yeah, fuck like, are you talking about, man? Yeah. You trying to sell something? Yeah, yeah, that's you it. You, you go somewhere and say, what do you, what do you think about Conor McGregor? Oh, he, he's really good when he fights buses. You know, people will say. <laughs> crazy they know yeah. right it's it's the ufc is very mainstream glory right now is still very fringe unfortunately yeah it would have been greater for them better if it uh if the ufc had a channel a tv channel like the wwe they were going to do that for a while that would be great because then you see glory will catch on for sure this right now, i don't know how many people have fight pass do you know that a number? I do not know the number. I know they're very happy. They make a lot of money, but I don't know the number. You know, UFC came real close back in the day to buying a channel, but now I doubt they would do that because they spent so much money to buy the UFC. I yeah. don't think they could just go buy. You know, you want to buy a TV channel, that's hundreds of millions of dollars. Channel One is still available, I believe, right? Oh, really? Channel One? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, does, never I never show. see anything on it. <laughs> I would get Channel Number One. That's the same uh, as with a new Bond movie. I would 001. That's what I would do. Well, I'm 001 time... instead of 007. He's the seventh guy. <laughs> <laughs> 001. I'm the first. Yeah, those are the, yeah, I'm number one. I'm the original. What, those, uh, when you go back to like uh, those, those channels, like when people were adding channels, when was the last time some, you heard of a new channel? Like the last new channel is like Vice. Like the Vice yeah. channel. And that was like, or wasn't GQ that Maxim? Or some... Didn't they buy Maxim or some shit? Two, I think. They usually just switch. They switch the name. Like radio stations, they switch formats pretty much. Right, like Paramount. The yeah. Paramount Network yeah. used to be Spike TV. Now it's Paramount. Yeah. 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 Well, look, man, I'm just happy there's some combat sports on TV. I'm happy that Bellator is still around. Like, you know, people would say, like, oh, you know, you're in competition with Bellator. He's I'm like, best. I'm not in competition. Yeah. I'm not in competition with that. I like it. I want them to be around. I support it. I, I support all of them. I wish there was more. I wish there was more organizations. It's good for everybody. Fuck yeah. Everyone to get better. Yep. 
It really should. But I really wish there was one big Muay Thai organization. That's what I wish. I wish Glory was Muay Thai. So use elbows and use the real full rules. Mm-hmm. Elbows, knees, clinch, the whole deal. Let them do everything. Let fight Muay Thai style. It's the best style for stand-up fighting. You know, and then put it on TV. Otherwise, you have two one. You have Glory, Glory Elbow. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. I mean, you have special rules like they did in Holland because Thai boxing they did not right. do with elbows, but in special events like Hippolyte and Wheat, what I was just talking about, they added the elbows. Oh, no shit. They didn't yeah. use elbows in some of the events? No, no. They did everything except the elbows. You know, that would be a, would be one fight on the card. Right. They would do that. Well, when you see some guys fight, like, like John Wayne Parr or like, uh, here's a perfect, Nathan Corbett, perfect example. His whole thing was elbows. Mm-hmm. And then he would fight in glory and they'd take the elbows away from him. Well, he's, I mean, he's obviously very good at all aspects of fighting, but he's, you know, now he can't use one of his best weapons. I was taking the headbots out in, uh, in the UFC with Coleman. Yeah. That was his thing, remember? Fuck v- yeah. Trapping both arbs. And just, <laughs> and just go the shit dunk. out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Mark Coleman was in his prime, headbutts were a real weapon. Yeah. Did you headbutt anybody ever? No. No. No, no, no. I'll put my face in their face. You know, if somebody loads up, I'll right away go with my forehead into right. his face. I will keep the distance closed the whole time. Right. I'll make sure my forehead is in front of your face. Right. You're not going to Oh, I wait with it. If they load up, that's the fun part, right? If they do this, and then at the yeah. last moment, you, you just lean <laughs> over. So they headbutt themselves uh, in the face, oh. top of your head. That's awful. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It works, though. I would think that he will be distracted yeah. for a moment. Oh, for sure. Did you watch the UFC Saturday night? No, I did not. I had How no time. You? I was flying all over the place. How yeah. dare you? No, I had to go to an, uh, another show. Not a fight show, an award show. There's this guy that fought on the undercard, Zabit Magomed Sharipov. Holy shit is this guy. <laughs> and how many times did you rehearse his name? Many. I yeah. fucked it up at the Wayans. <laughs> they were saying, just call him Zabit. Just Zabit. And I'm like, no, 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 I can get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, old yeah, man, the ego <laughs> he's, he's fucking phenomenal. An animal? He, he's uh, one of Mark Henry's guys down oh. in New Jersey. Okay, that's good. And, I uh, like Mark Henry. From Dagestan. Okay, yeah, that'll Where good. there's just something in the water over there. Yeah. They just they yeah. create Oh, animals. they train with bears, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is tall and skinny. And he fought Kyle Bokniak. And this kid, Kyle Bokniak, like, he was... Shorter, had a hard time getting in on him, and um, uh, M- M- Zabit had more skill in terms of more techniques and more things that he could do. But goddamn, Bokniak is a fucking animal. He is a savage because he was there at every second of this fight trying to win, never gave up, never quit. And then at the end of the fight, the very end of the fight, in the third and final round, the last minute of the fight, he's pouring it on, and he's got Zabit up against the cage. And he's, he's screaming at him. He's got fucking blood coming out of his mouth. He's chasing after him. This is the end of the fight was him standing in front. Oh, this Ooh. is the uh, they're, they're showing some highlights. Oh, this is all highlights. Yeah. Yeah. But Zabit, that guy is fucking talented. Like you, what you is his record? Him. It's. I think he's undefeated. That's good. He might have one loss maybe early in his career. I feel like he's 15-0, and 0, though. I think. See if you can find his record. Does it say? You that. Oh. oh, this is the end. So the end of the fight, and I'm telling you, Bokniak is getting his ass kicked the whole fight. Never saw. Look at this. The end. Standing right in front of him. Hands down. Fucking teeing off. Holloway. The whole crowd going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is my favorite part. It ends. The buzzer goes off. And look. 
fucking hugs. <laughs> yeah, hugs, I love that. And they walk around the ring. And I'm telling you, there was not a person in the fucking Barclays Center that was sitting down. Everybody stood up and went crazy. Me too. I was standing up. The only time during the whole night I stood up and I was clapping. You have like, to. Oh. You know, if they give it y'all, there's nothing cooler than that. You know, that's what Holloway, when he made that line, you know, he drew the line. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And it became a thing now. Yeah, 15 and 1. Oh, I, I love was right. It. How's my memory, son? You are so good. My, Zabit. Look at, try saying that name. Look at, show, pull that name. Okay. Zabit Magomed Shapirov. Sharipov. 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 Magomed Sharipov. It's a fucking animal, Zabit man. Magomed Sharipov. Very, very talented. And Mark Henry was telling me about this kid a long time ago. And he was telling me, he's like, he goes, I got a world champion. He goes, this guy's going to be a world champion. I was like, wow. And Mark Henry tells you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's you probably going to happen. Yep. I mean, he's got, there's a good fight coming up with, um, he is, uh, who, who is, who, Marlon Marais is fighting, uh, who the fuck is he fighting? I love him. Good yeah. guy. Great footwork, man. God damn it. I'm trying to remember who he's fighting. I see his face right in front of me. Frankie. Go to the uh, UFC bantamweight division. Frankie Rivera. Jesus Christ. That's who he's fighting. Now I remember. Yeah. Who's another animal. The guy who beat Uriah Faber. He, there, there's Marlon oh, of course. Jimmy Rivera. Why did I say Frankie Rivera? Jimmy is an animal. Yeah. Oh, man. He can hit. I'm, I'm confused. There's too many E's. Too many E's in this world. Jimmy Rivera, who beat, um, he beat a bunch of good guys. But you should have stopped at 11 and 1. Or 15 and 1. Oh, record. Yeah, that. you were ahead. Yeah. And then right away you messed it up. Fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Rivera. Um, he's, a, he's an interesting guy, too, because he's one of those Tiger Shulman guys. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, when Karate. I was uh, a kid... When I was living in New York, there was a bunch of Tiger Shulman karate places, but we they were always like karate schools. We thought of them as like, you know, like a chain. It was mm -hmm. like a chain. But they developed legit MMA fighters. It's like credit to that guy, Tiger Shulman, because he really embraced MMA. Yep. And they really developed some real top-level talent. Well, once you're open-minded and you know that every evolution is there, you know, look at Bruce Lee. The yeah. book, The Tao of Yit Kune Do, you'll find toe holes, helux, inverted helux, knee bars. Yep. I mean, you name it. Yep. Everything is in that freaking book. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, I remember Fire Game Head. of Death. He uh, was a game of death or Enter the, the dragon. dragon. The opening yeah. with the crucifix yes. kind of thing that he was doing. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, I was going that? like, Bono could have escaped that. He could have breached that, you know. For sure, but <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> but that's like you know some pro wrestling moves. You yeah, know, you see him go, hmm, that wouldn't really yeah. work because if he's flexible in his neck, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus the adrenaline will make you extra flexible. Trust yeah. me, you're not going to feel the stretch. What did you think about that crazy shit with Conor McGregor throwing the dolly at the bus? You know, I'm I'm giving uh, Connor a lot of passes, and the only reason I'm giving him a lot of passes is the same as uh, uh, Mike Tyson. It's like you know, you're getting a lot of money. You have the wrong people around you. Everybody's a yes, uh, yes sayer. You yeah. know, if somebody says, "Hey, you know what? We should we should throw something against the bus," the whole gang is going, to, "Yeah, let's do that." Sounds great idea. You know, I think he just got caught up in the moment. You know, be him. Try to be him. He can't go anywhere. He can't pump gas. He can't do it. Everybody recognizes he's got a lot of pressure on him. I think he just has to figure himself out and it's going to be okay deep down inside he's a good guy yeah. and i like him and, and and the way with his family and his wife and everything that he does i hope he never loses that because that made him love him yeah but we let's love look him. at it this way like 
Ray Borg was on that bus. Oh, I know, and yeah. And he got his eyes cut. He got corneal abrasions because Connor threw that dolly at the bus. And, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to Ray's eyes. See if you can find an update on that, Ray Borg's condition, because he was the most one who suffered the most serious injury. Um, Michael Chiesa got cut on his head, and his, but that, I think he's okay. I think those are just cuts, and he'll be fine. But Ray Borg, that you know, you get a corneal abrasion, that's really... That's really serious. You know, the but, pro- but, but what I was going to say is oh. imagine if the roles were reversed. Yeah. Imagine if Connor was on the bus and Ray Borg threw a fucking thing. Here, UFC Ray Borg yesterday showed a cut below his eye. Ugh, it's in his eyeball. Oh, Connor McGregor attacking a bus. Um, he had a number of other MMA stars. Uh, he and another uh, M- a number of other MMA stars were seated on. So, yeah. So he's got, he's got some serious. Ray Borg's only 24. Damn. You know, I'm, um, what I was future. afraid of is that somebody's going to zoom, just like happened with Russell Crowe. You remember when you hit the guy with the telephone in his face? They had to settle it for like six or eight million dollars because otherwise it was going to go to court. And if it goes to court, he's got a felony, can never fight in, in America again. That means for Russell Crowe, could have never done a movie in America again. So he had really? to settle with the guy and he had to give him that money. That's a lot of money. That guy's probably balling right now. Yeah. He's probably right now sitting on a beach somewhere and drinking a margarita. Go, Russell Crowe! Well, it depends. If he never had money, Russell it's probably gone, Crow. right? Yeah. We know how to go. Yeah. Taxes. Well, you got to blow my fucking fantasy. I had a beautiful fantasy, this guy, <laughs> with his feet up on the beach, pina colada, something with an umbrella in it. Just, yeah, and it's all gone now, and now he's, uh, he's cleaning, making shoes shine, and then it's to make his money still in paradise because he couldn't buy a ticket back. What I was going to say is, imagine if the roles were reversed. Imagine if it was Ray Borg through the dolly, and it cut Conor McGregor's eyes. Oh, listen, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that it's good. I'm not, no, no, first no, of all, he's no, not, he didn't sure. do it on purpose, but I, I understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm looking at not Conor McGregor. I look at what happened to him the last two years, right. and that's a lot to deal with, it you is, know? It is. And, 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 and I think he has to sort that out and I think that the picture this morning I with his baby and his wife was there you could tell on his face that he there was something like he 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 was play. He was like ashamed. For, you, t- watch the picture. You know, yeah, I've you, seen it. I've seen it. So he, look, you can he might tell. go to jail. It's entirely possible that they might put him in jail. Yeah, that would be not good. And because yeah. if it's a felony, he's going to have a problem getting into America, right? Oh yeah, for but that's sure. what I mean. For it's, sure, it's a very dangerous. Uh, so, I mean, what do they do here I for mean, his career? If he he's got to settle. So if he settles with Michael Chiesa, who already filed a lawsuit against him, or he already filed a, some sort of a complaint. Or charges something. Uh, so him and Ray Borg for s- certain is going to do the same thing. So those yeah. two were cut. Everybody else on the bus, every other fighter on the bus could sue for emotional damage. Oh yeah, they Everyone. can. Uh, including Rose. Thug Rose was going to pull out of the fight. Yeah, she was really considering pulling out of the fight. She was so shooken up. You know the thing that I, I do. Like that he, at least because when he talked to Dana Day, he didn't apologize, but he apologized for all the people who were on board, right? Yeah. He said, no, for the fighters, I'm so sorry. that." So I'm I'm happy he did that, yeah. you know, but it's, it's something you can turn back and you can, you can make it right. Yeah. Well, you can, you can try to make it right, like a bandaid on a wound, but you know, to give him all hell, mm-hmm. I would say, give the guy a little space and then hopefully he'll figure it out and uh, well, he'll settle it with those guys. Some would say that the only way for him to really learn is to face consequences for his actions. Mm-hmm. And then if you just keep giving him space, he's going to just keep pushing the needle and he's going to keep doing more fucked up things like no, this. No, but that will happen now, right? He's going to go, he's going to have to pay. He's going to have to pay 100% guarantee. He but wants not to just settle. Money. He doesn't want to go to court. Look, he's got $100 million that he made from that fight. He yeah, made but a does bunch he of still? And with the taxes and everything off, and with everything he's buying and all, you know what I mean? Okay, let's say he's got $30 million left. Yeah. 
let's say he's got thirty million left. Taxes, all that other jazz. What you really get versus what they say you get. It is a lot going on there, right? Yep. Training expenses, bought a house, bought a couple of Bentleys. Da, 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 da. He's going <sighs> to give out a few million here. Yep. This is going to cost him a few million. That's what uh, uh, minimal. But if you yeah. look at the Russell Crowe, the whole thing. Plus, if they really were going to do this Floyd Mayweather thing, they're not going to be able to do it now. Yep. I mean, if he gets arrested, or he is arrested, but if he gets convicted and they wind up putting him in jail, it's entirely like. I mean, he's got charged with assault. Mischief, a few other different things. It's, Even the felony charges yeah, there, right? Yeah. One. I mean, it's entirely possible that there could be some real serious consequences for this. And if they really were going to do that. But how many people would pay to see that Mayweather fight in the octagon? You know, but uh, give us a little bit of the stupid rules. It comes from the Mayweather fight. It's like almost Inoki when he fought Ali, right? Right. Uh, just before they said no more kicks above the waist. Oh, no more kicks above the waist. Yeah, mm-hmm. no knees, no grappling techniques. I mean, they start yeah. changing the rules just right. an hour or two hours before. So so what would you like to see them fight? If they knee, fight MMA. In the clinch, do it with knees. Knees and elbows. God, I'll kill him. I, I know, but that's what I want to see. <laughs> I want Connor to win. I mean, even if there's no grappling, Connor will kill him just with kicks. Just yep. give him kicks. He'll take his legs out. And just low no, kicks, even. Just low kicks. Yeah. yeah. He'll take his legs out. All you'd have to do is just fight. Do you remember when Rick Rufus fought that Thai guy and the Thai guy just kept his hands out like this and just kicked the shit out of his legs? Yeah. That's all Connor would have to Sorry do. He wouldn't even own. have to box him. Yep. Just keep his hands out like this. Whack! Whack! couple of those, and you see Floyd limping around. The next thing you know, the head kick's coming. Boom. Yeah, okay. But let's say the head kick is not allowed. Let's say they do the rules like that uh, Antonio Inoki versus Ali. Well, you, you know? can t- stop with low with kicks. kicks. Just yeah, stop but that's what I mean. Low kicks. Yeah. I, I would do yeah. low yeah, kicks. That would be a good kicks. one. You know, so he's, yeah. the next two weeks, every time he goes to the restroom, he's going to go, oh, darn. It's hurting. Two weeks. That leg. Two look at months. the leg from uh, Aldo uh, when he against Uriah, Uriah Faber. Faber. Oh. Is that the craziest leg you've ever seen? Well, Uriah was taking pictures when he was going into the hyperbaric chamber to try to heal up the leg, and his leg was giant purple blotch, like it was twice the size of his other leg. Yeah, See Google if you can that. Find it. That Uriah freak Faber's out. leg after Jose Aldo fight. Yeah, who's Aldo going to fight? He's fighting someone. Oh, Jeremy Stevens. Ooh. Oh, yo, 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 look at yeah. his leg. Oh, oh. my God, <laughs> that is fucking crazy. That is fuck. First of all, Uriah Faber is a goddamn animal. Un- this, so I could tough. not believe because it started early in the fight already, and he just kept hanging in there. Yeah, he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give up. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Amazing that he made it to the end of the round. Or the end of the fight. Yeah, the fight, yeah. I mean, Aldo was just taking that leg out. And then I remember I was interviewing Uriah after the fight. He could barely stand up. He could barely just talk. He was in such pain. But respect for that guy. That guy is tough and as that shit. And that is pain at that moment, mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. And when Jimmy, <laughs> Rivera, when Jimmy Rivera beat Uriah, he beat him with that low leg kick. He fucked up Uriah's leg. A lot of times that happens with guys. They get that low leg kick, and then the nerves give out, mm-hmm. and their, their foot doesn't work right. That happens to a bunch of guys. They get hit with that low leg kick, and then their nerves just stop working right. Yeah, I, I think that's a more dangerous kick, almost, than, than a low kick, yeah. you know, because you actually can break a bone there mm-hmm. with the kick. Sure, so. especially if you hit the thick part of your shin against that little, what uh, is it, the fibula? There's yeah, the tibia yeah, and the tibia fibula. Tibia and the fibula, yeah. Yeah, the fibula is a little tiny thing. Yeah, that, that that'll big. snap. That's not designed for kicks. No, you can we push it. <laughs> shitty design. 
The human bones, are, that's a shit design. Your hand, that's yeah. a shit design for a guy who punches as hard as you. And it's crazy, yeah. And I, you know, I, should have, I shouldn't have put, taken off the glove. Definitely shouldn't have because these gloves are fucking awesome, man. These gloves are good. I, I mean, the only thing about these gloves is they may be too good. Like, there's a lot of padding there. That's, that's very thick. Like, especially where the, where the knuckles are, like right here, that is thick as shit. That's like a solid inch plus of padding, maybe even more. Yep. I mean, I like it. It's a very even cushion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't see that a lot. No, sometimes you just push straight through, but this is really. Well, certainly for protect the your too. hands and even protect your hands better than the UFC gloves. I think pride gloves are the best for, for MMA. They're big, though, but uh, it but was cool. With the, yeah, they curved so their hands weren't open, even yeah. with the thumb. So. Yeah, and it didn't stop the grappling. If you, you're a smart guy and you're creative, have you ever thought about redesigning boxing or MMA gloves? Making no. something where people don't poke each other? Or you just think. Yeah, no. I think people should simply not poke. Why would you right. have your hands open? I mean, right. you should, as a fighter, if it's your profession, you should be able not to poke somebody's eye. Come on now. What do you think about this proposition? Because a lot of people have been talking about this, me included. Every time you do a foul, whether it's an eye poke or a low kick to the nuts, you get a point taken away. Whether you meant to do it or not. You grab the fence, point taken away. So this way there's no warnings, and you never do it because you're always worried. Well, you're going to get penalized a lot in the beginning, but once you realize that everybody's going to get penalized, yeah. you'll stop. So yeah. it is, you know, it's like giving a pedophile's life a sentence or death penalty. Right. That will stop that disease for 90% as well. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Yeah. Um, I think they should stop with the cage. I think the cage is a, a bad environment. I think it's too easy for guys to trap people up against the cage it's hard for people to see. It's hard for the audience to see. I don't think there's a benefit in the cage. I think the cage was fun in the beginning because it was crazy. Like, you can't leave. You're trapped in the cage. But no one wants to leave. They want to fight, right? So if they're going to fight, like, that's not the best, uh, the best environment for fighting. The best environment for fighting is like an open area. The area that, you know, karate combat has, mm-hmm. that's a nice area. because See everything. Plus, you know, with the, the walls, I like the walls because you can't lean against them. Exactly. You do that, you're on your back. Yeah, you're a grounded like opponent, yeah. you know, because they pull you back to the mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. Because in karate combat, when you're against the wall, you're not grounded. But if they pull you once you're on, the, on your back on the ground, yeah. you are and you can get hit. Yeah, so, so you, can, you can't get away. You can't run away. No. Like, it's not like you run out into the audience. You would have to go up that ramp. But you're, you're contained in the area, but you're not trapped up against a wall like you are with the UFC. With the cage. They were going to do a pit all the way in the beginning, right? When they were talking about it with Emilius. Uh, Wait a minute. Didn't Frank John Shamrock? Milius. Didn't Frank Shamrock do that? Frank Shamrock had something um, that he did. Shoot? Did he call it shoot box? Frank Shamrock shoot box? I feel like Frank Shamrock did something like this where he had. And then Bob Myrowitz came back. And did something called Yama pit fighting. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was, was kind of similar to that, too. That, that was too. something like that, yeah. Yeah. But that was uh, in the cage, too, wasn't our, it? <laughs> our David came to us to promote arm wrestling with where you could hit your opponent. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that? That's right. Your arms were tied up and dudes were wailing at each other. Oh, my God. That was the most ridiculous shit ever. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Guys had their arms taped up, taped together. <laughs> yeah. And then they were punching each other in the head. Yeah. What the fuck was that called? Extreme arm wrestling or something? I have no clue. I mean, any name is good for that. Because That shit was so stupid. Didn't a couple MMA fighters get involved in that too? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, if they were not uh, 
on the list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is it called? Oh, here we go. Yeah, they tape each other. X. Their arm up. X. Yeah. X arm. Extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme. So they oh, tape their arms together. He's got a glove too. Oh my god! But as soon as you let go of that thing that you're holding in order, you know, yeah. then you don't have that balance. You have to. If you're right-handed, you're gonna have to put oh, your. Oh, kick, kicks too. They kick. kick. <laughs> oh my god! This is so stupid. This is. But so... why don't they simply push him down and win the fight like that? Right. This is so fucking stupid. This is an uh, this is a fight with the bartender tied up like that. <laughs> that the bartender's behind the bar. Your arm is somehow tied, and you're gonna have to fight. This is so stupid. I want to see some of this. <laughs> X arm. That's what it was called. A new sport is born. Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, you showed it. Yeah, I'm getting it's crazy. I'm throwing inc- kicks. Incredible athletes. Yeah, ready, set, go! I'm gonna punch right. you in your fucking head. <laughs> Now, wh- how do you win? Do you win by pit- take? Oh, you got Let an arm, arm bar. bar. Oh my god! No you can way. do an arm bar on the table. That shit's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's onto something. This is so stupid. The kicks. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, they stopped it. But meanwhile, they're tied up. Pin his arm. You pin his arm. You win. Wait a minute. Yeah, because that's what or you knock would... knock him out. This is so fucking stupid. So why don't they just pin him right away so you don't get hit? Look at this. Doom, doom. Can you imagine if you... Oh, dad, the fucking ex-arm. That guy in the audience. This is too. I used to be a fan of the UFC, but they fucked me over. They fucked me over. I don't like it anymore. I'm a ball about ex-arm. I thought those are safety glasses the ref has. Like, uh, he should, just in case blood comes spraying into his eye. Spit and shit. That's a camera? That's yeah, a ref camera. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. That is so. Uh, I hope that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about this. I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, that guy got KO'd. He's out, and he's hanging on to him. Hey, I got him. He's out cold. Untie me from this dead man. I did it to a training that is partner so one time. So fucking stupid. <laughs> What'd you do? To a training partner, I was very angry and uh, more angry than you were at the desk. You know what? He he had a fight in two weeks, and he said this week my friend's going to go to Vegas. Uh, for a bachelor party, you think I should go? And I go, you're asking me for advice. <laughs> yeah, I said, no, don't go. It's going to go wrong. You do drugs, yeah. you go drunk, you do everything. Right. Of course it went wrong. He did go. So now I'm angry because he had a fight going on. And I, uh, I said he wanted to train. On, he was back on Saturday or Sunday. He wanted to train. I said, no, let's do Monday. Give you an extra day rest. Well, now I came in and this time I... You know, normally I never want to knock somebody out, but I want to knock him out. Just now, <laughs> because you couldn't fight anyway already this with is a young angry boss. Angry boss. No, you didn't listen, and now right. you got to fight, and you're com- constantly complaining about you losing. You know, I mean, right. it has a reason, and this right. was one of the reasons. This was the moment for him to get a lesson. So I think first punch I threw, but an incredible heart. And I remember I hit him, and I almost didn't feel the impact. So you know that I, I right. hit him with a loose neck, it. so to say, yeah. went straight through. I remember him falling over the rope, and I grabbed my stuff, and I walked to my car. My car, it was in the garage. We were in the garage, and the, 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 the ring was in there. It was at the front uh, of my place. And I walked over to my car, and while I walked over, I looked back, and he was still hanging. There was no movement whatsoever. And I got, I got started to get worried, because now he was out already for like two minutes, no movement whatsoever. So I get in my car, and then I drive by, and he's still there's no move. So Is I, somebody taking care of him? Or I got out of the car because I wanted to take care of him. And as soon as I started walking, I start, he started twitching. So I got in my car and I drove off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that was did after a long time. Uh, did he still he fought, fight? He, he fought and he lost. But well, he of was, course uh, he lost. He knocked him out two weeks ago. No, no, no. He was losing already, and it was every <laughs> time it was somebody else's thing. And say, well, maybe you stop, stop smoking weed for a while. Yeah. Maybe that was going to help. That you know, help. what about that? Maybe that would help. You know? So if you if you wake up in the morning and you smoke a bong and you do it all day long and you keep doing it, I mean, maybe that's that's the reason, right? Well, you're it not could getting be a really your, to your potential. <laughs> it could be a factor unless you're Nick Diaz. Yeah, it doesn't yes. seem to affect him. There's always. Uh, Exemptions. Yeah, he's a he's a real exemption. I mean, when people when people think about potheads, you think about someone who's lazy, and you think about people that have bad endurance. You would think you'd be lazy, but Nick Diaz has phenomenal endurance. I mean, he does triathlons. Do you know he swam from Alcatraz five times? I yeah. said two times, yeah. and he corrected me. He goes, "No, bro, five times." I'm like, five? <laughs> yeah. He swam back from Alcatraz five fucking times in the shark infested waters. Yeah. Of but, San Francisco. Uh, but, but there were also, they, they said it was a lot of, you know, it was not as bad as what they let the prisoners know, of course. Well, it was all athletes. A, a, a mind well, it's just because athletes are just so much better now. But if you didn't swim, it's not like they let them prepare in prison. Like, no, hey, no, no. do laps in the pool. <laughs> like, those guys, they didn't have any endurance. No, they didn't have a little pool either, right? I'm thinking, how, no, can, you, how can you practice swimming? You but that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I'm sure some of them made it. There's a couple guys did attempt to swim back from Alcatraz and one guy they found his clothes on the beach and they never found him and they assumed that he got eaten by a shark or some shit and drowned and they just found his clothes but it's entirely possible the guy swam all the way if he was a fucking real animal could swam all the way took his clothes off and went fuck you I'm out of here back then they didn't have no database. He's laughing right now. He's yeah. listening to this He's podcast. He's 90 years old. He goes, we're good. <laughs> that was me, those call cunts. In. You got a call-in number? I got free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think nobody, uh, I don't think they know of anybody who definitely successfully made it. But today, people do it all the time. It's a like all those triathlete endurance assholes, those uh, serious animals, those guys who do like triathlons, ultra marathons. Those motherfuckers, they have ridiculous cardio. Like oh, the cardio but there's a today, woman also, like a 90-year-old woman who did it. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's 90 years of, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> swam also from Alcatraz. Jesus Christ. Did you ever go to Alcatraz? You did, yeah, right? Yeah, when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, it was cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, to go to Al Capone's cell and it's to weird. see all that stuff. It's weird. The movie, The Rock. Remember that? That's right. That Wasn't was that a uh, movie. Clint Eastwood, right? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, he's what's an his escape name? from Alcatraz. He plays oh, right. Which one was The Rock? The Rock. Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different. <sighs> that's right. Escape from Alcatraz. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Those guys, they, they escaped. No, no, they no. Made... Uh, what's his name? Uh, they played um, uh, James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Oh, that one. James Bond. Sean, Sean, Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. He's also such a badass guy. Yeah? Uh, I always love Sean Connery. My favorite interview is him with Barbara Walters, where he's talking about smacking women. Oh, I was just going to say that. I, I, they this... need a smack. <laughs> Sometimes you, they don't listen. You let them have the last word, and that's not enough. And they need more and more. Nice. And you just have to just take your hand and smack them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Escape from Alcatraz. Clint motherfucking Eastwood. That's an escape, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think anybody, like, definitely escaped and made it across the ocean. I don't think, like, there's one guy that they caught in San Francisco. Yeah, they're still on the FBI's wanted list, but they're assumed drowned. <laughs> they're still on the FBI's yeah. most wanted list. And what year was it they escaped? 62. Oh, wow. They might be alive. They might be still alive. Wow. Those three guys escaped? Yeah. Look at those creeps. And they never got found. Uh, no. <clears throat> wow. Probably drowned. 
Man, if you hear us, call us. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what I did. I just, that will be a story. I made it. Made it across that ocean. Google the 90-year-old lady who made it. That's insane. You know what? If they would still be alive, they should write a book, right? Oh, and then yeah. just before they die, they say, here, yeah. this is how I escaped Alcatraz. Yeah. The money proceeds goes to the family, wherever yeah, you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just, write, little a, extradition just write a novel. And go, oink, oink, this is all fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like O.J. Simpson did. <laughs> yeah, if I did. If I did. Yeah. Did you see the interview where he kind of like... It says that he did? Yeah. I saw that. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, it's freaky. You is know, it? you hear him saying, because sometimes he forgets, he doesn't talk in the third person. Right. Sometimes he talks, uh, and then he, he took this, suddenly he, he made this really weird karate stance, like he knew karate. And then it's quiet, and he says, oh, oh. Of course, uh, you know, that would be in my mind. You know, he would correct himself every time. Yeah. How he weird. took a karate pose. It's weird that he's out there roaming around now. Yeah. Ladies, you know? he's available. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of crazy bitches out yeah. there. Apparently that Parkland shooter, that kid that uh, killed all those kids in Florida, I he hear. just gets fan mail all yeah. day long, they say. Girls want to marry him. Girls want to marry him. Yeah. yeah. That was the thing with Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. He just got t tons of marriage requests. There's a lot of girls who want to marry psychos. Yeah. It's so strange. It's, uh, yeah, something really bad happened to them when they were young, I guess, you know? I mean, uh, otherwise, how do you get there? How do you get to a spot like that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't Some know. people, man. It's weird. We need bigger penalties for things. That's what we need. Well, I like that, what you said. You know, no more warning. Boom. Do it one time. Oh, I think actually fights? it's a good idea yeah. for fights. Yeah. Yeah. For fights, I think eye pokes. Well, here's the thing. Even if you didn't mean to do it. The other guy got poked in the eye, and that's yep. a significant impact, and it could affect their vision. And we know many fights that have changed, changed the course of the fight, like Travis Brown, Matt Mitrione. Mitrione's winning the fight. He gets eye poked by Travis Brown. Then he winds up getting beaten up and stopped. Yep. It, was, it was a big, big moment in the fight, and it came from an eye poke. Yep. Those kind of situations happen, and if, even if they're by accident, it doesn't matter. They yep. happen, and when they happen, that's a giant impact, and that giant impact should be penalized. Yep. Because that guy can't see now. It's like Let's, looking like this. I got uh, stabbed in my hand in pro wrestling. And you literally, what they say, you see three people. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. The referee goes, fight. I get it. I can't see anything. Is this Came in Japan? It. Yeah, it was pro wrestling. He said, fight, fight. I said, okay, I'll fight. But They do some hard pro wrestling in Japan sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, it's strong style, they call it. So that's why it's so good for the mixed martial artists, because they use real submission moves. If you go right. here to WWE, you know, they you see moves that they tap on things that are not even moves sometimes. Right. So, you know, it's easier. A bunch easier. of WWE guys got mad at me because I was analyzing the figure four toehold. And I was saying, the other guy is actually in a better position. The guy who's getting the toehold has a heel hook right here. Yeah. Just reach over, grab a hold of that shit. You got it. Yeah. And people were mad at me. Yeah. WWE guys were so mad. For telling the truth. That's... Well, they were saying that, uh, th that I'm somehow or another diminishing their, their thing. Like, you guys just did WrestleMania last night. It was the biggest fucking thing on TV. It's, it's not diminishing it, but it's you, you, get, you can't get mad if someone's pointing out reality. It is real. You know what? If they say, I, I'm, <laughs> I think they're amazing guys. Yeah, they're I athletes. I mean, I was almost about to sign for them a long time ago, uh, but I, would, I thought I was going to get away with like 20, 30 shows. No, no, no. The minimum was 220. 220 shows 200, a year? Yeah, that's without the traveling. 
So I go, you know, and these guys take bumps every single night. Can you imagine? Yeah. And that's 220 shows, you know. Two. If you look at the Stone Cold Steve Austin, all these guys, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, all these guys, they did way more a year. Yeah. They did t- some two shows in one night, they say. God. They were going from town to town. That's a crazy life. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin eating raw Ken potatoes Shamrock. because they had no more money. Raw what? potatoes eating in the car, driving from event to event. Because he had no money? He had no money at the time. He was building himself up. He was eating raw potatoes? He was raw potatoes, yeah. What does a raw potato taste I like? I don't know. It's like a raw potato. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. A little bitter. right? Remember when Ken Shamrock was the world's most dangerous man? Yeah. yeah Remember he did it? Just yeah. jacked. Yeah. He was so jacked back then. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Remember how big he got? Holy shit, he got big. Yeah. He was like 260 pounds at one yeah, moment, I think. fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. It's an unbelievably tough way to make a living. Unbelievably yeah. tough. What is this? The star just had to retire yesterday. She uh, got kicked in the back at a house show and snapped her neck. But you What's see, a house show? Like a non-televised show. Like wow. one of the 220 shows they have to do, like uh, not in L.A., like whenever, Kansas, huh. on a Wednesday night. Whoa. Very injury-prone, man, because it's constantly, constantly, it's, it's really amazing. All the falls, all these things are real. So people can say whatever they want. Yeah, you know, and you, people say, oh, pro wrestling is fake. <laughs> yeah, so is acting. So, <laughs> right? Let's, yeah. let's be honest there. Well, you got one of your worst injuries from stunts, right? That's it. From yeah, TV Sons show. of Anarchy, That's right? That's how it, uh, no, uh, FX, uh, Lights Out, the show Lights on out. FX. You remember oh. that was Holt McElhinney? Okay. By, if you, by the way, you want to talk to him, he's the lead guy in uh, Mindhunter in that TV show. What is Mindhunter? Mindhunter, you didn't see on Netflix? Oh, that's that show about serial killers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, man, that what they have to do is one of the hardest jobs in all show business. 220 shows a year getting slammed and knocked around like that. It's one of the hardest jobs in show business. But you're a tough guy. Don't be such a pussy if someone says that a figure four leg lock doesn't work. Don't start complaining. That's a, the skin is very thin. It's just very thin. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Instead of thinking that's constructive respect. criticism. Yeah, I got nothing but respect Get for better. them. Yeah. But relax. You should be able to take jokes. You can't tell jokes anymore. I was, what is uh, going on? On Inside MMA, right? I, I'm telling at the, at the wrap-up. And I didn't even know this was the wrap-up. I, I don't even remember I said this. <laughs> so I'm busy. And I said, yeah, right hook. Right hook knockout. We see, we see highlights. And I tell Kenny Rice. I said, man, a right hook knockout. I said, I love to see that. It's so underused, the right hook. I said, you should really practice that. So Kenny says to me, how do you practice that? I said, well, if you're married, you say, hey, honey, can you come over here for a second? And right away, I'm looking in the camera and I said, Say, I'm kidding, of course, right? And I'm, I'm literally saying it because right. I know there's always people. But I started laughing. It's a joke. I don't even remember me saying this. On my Facebook, I had this, you know, feminist organization <laughs> attacking me that I couldn't say that I would hit my wife. And I go, I didn't say it. I went through the whole show and I go, where did I say it? And it was the, literally the last 20 seconds where I said it. And two seconds later, I said, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. You could never do that. You know, but... People are so thin-skinned, you can't yeah. do anything anymore. These were the same people when they asked me, what did I enjoy the most of women fighting? I thought I'd make a joke. I said, the weigh-ins, right? <laughs> I thought it was funny to say <laughs> because funny. they're in the bikinis. Right. Yep. Same feminist organization. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in this business and you can't do it. And I told them, I said, if you're in the MMA business, I said, get out. <laughs> because we all think, they all think like me. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't it's say it. On the, on the nice end. Right? On the nice end, they think <laughs> like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the dark end. Oh, they go like, you know what I would do at this moment with the girl like that. That's how, how bad it is. 
Do you ever see Derek Lewis's Instagram? Oh, Derek I, Lewis has the most fucking hilarious Instagram. He's really Folks, pushing it though, right? He's pushing it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, pushes yeah. it as far as pushing it. You see the shit that he did with Ronda Rousey oh. after he knocked out Travis Brown. After he knocked out Travis Brown, I mean, he knocked out her boyfriend, and he's got or now her husband, and he's got all these videos of him like oh, Mr. With, T, like in Rocky, his, his face, and he's you know they put his face on someone else's body and Ronda's face on someone else's body. It's like he's Whoa. fucking crazy. Whoa. He's crazy. He's funny, though. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. I like it. His Instagram page is fucking hilarious, but I'm always like, what? what how long is it going to take for someone to find that page and just go over his archives and go, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't do Nowadays, this, man. yeah. Because it's obviously he's joking around. He's a very funny guy. Before you saw it, after. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Derek is fucking funny, man. Who, yeah. is, who is he fighting next? I don't he, know, but he's always is good. posting ridiculous videos where people do stupid shit. Like if you just go to his his, it's almost oh, does he have a what's going on with his hand? What is it going on there? Damn, that shit hurts. I have a fourth metacarpal fracture. Oh, February twenty first. All right, well he ain't fighting anybody anytime soon. Oh, they're digging in there. What are they doing? Oh, they're extracting. Yeah, they're pulling out the pus. Ugh, get in there, son. Pull that pus out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did it once, uh, to me one time. I, I was in Japan, and Dan Henderson stands next to me, was at the table eating, and he says, where's the heat coming from? And I go, what do you mean? And he fools with his arm, and my arm was infected, and it was streaming out heat. Wow. And he goes, dude, you got staph infection, Buzz. This is really bad. You got to, I'll do it when I'm home. He says, no, 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 you got to go to the hospital right now. This is very bad. I went to the hospital in Japan. They put in a syringe, like this big, giant syringe. They start pulling out stuff. It was like the green goblet, that liquid, that green liquid, oh, yeah. completely clear. Not one little sliver of slime or whatever in it, completely clear. Like the doctor was pulling it out and he goes, oh, 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 oh. he started talking to all the other doctors <laughs> and they came running over. Just they said, what is this? They pulled it out. It was a whole thick syringe of he green filled shit. up with green, clear stuff. Whoa. Weird, right? Very weird. What'd they yeah. do? What'd they give you? Some serious antibiotics? Serious antibiotics, yeah, yeah. Did there you was have this moment with Damon Perry, you remember when I sure. did, we did that show and yeah. I was laying on the bar they go, rah, rah. I was acting like I was drunk and everybody said, Dude, that was unbelievable. You were that was how sick I was. Oh. So I acted like I was drunk and I was sweating, right. but I was from the real sickness. I was literally between takes laying on the the on the desk. Wow. And then I go, and I go, oh, okay. and I did the take, and then yeah. I would fall back again. Wow. Yeah, I was destroyed. Did you fly home with that? Yeah, but it was two days later. I started feeling much better the next day. After did they, they give me you oral the, antibiotics or IV? Oral and IV. And yeah. IV right away. In the hospital? And, yeah. yeah. So. Damn, staph infection scares the shit out of me, man. You can lose something. You remember the staff from uh, Kevin Randleman? Yeah, he had holes. A like, hole in his, his armpit yeah, oh yeah, here area. underneath. Yeah, like like, like a snuff box. You know, like yeah. the, the tobacco thing. Yeah. you could hide it in there. You could <laughs> yeah, literally could. push it in well, there. You could see his muscles. Yeah, and all his tendons and everything in there it was fucking crazy. Kevin Randleman staff. Yeah, he's People. got one of the most famous staff infections ever. It's horrible. Animal, this guy. My friend Ari and I, my Ari I, uh, was taking jujitsu for a while. We were playing pool, and I noticed him walking around the pool table. He's limping. And I go, wow, what's going on with you, man? He goes, ah, I think I got a spider bite on my knee. Look at that. Look at that. 
God damn, oh. that's crazy. That is so crazy. That's like systemic when it's that bad. Yeah. When it's that deep in your body. So uh, I looked at Ari. I go, what? I go, you got a, a spider bite. I go, let me see your knee. And he pulls his pants leg up. And I go, dude, you have staph infection. Listen to me right now. You got to go to the hospital immediately. And he goes, what? It was a big deal. I go, no, no, no. This could kill you. Yeah. I go, you have a real bad staph infection. It was in like a fucking big whitehead. I was like, go to the hospital right now. He's like, are you serious? I unscrewed my cue. I go, dude, we're done. I go, you got to go to the hospital. I'll take you. You want to go to the hospital right now? He went to the hospital right then and there, and they're like, holy shit. But <laughs> oh. they, they hooked him up. With that, uh, and he got it again, I think, afterwards. Like sometimes it can relapse when you get it bad. When you get it in your system and you don't like completely get it out of your system, sometimes it can come back. Friend of mine had this uh, po- blood poisoning. Yeah, uh, from a from a low kick. It was all his like there was oh, fluids the in it, and, all that shit. and this little thing, like a pinky thick purple line, started going up on his body, like towards the heart. Oh, oh yeah, you got to see that leg. I mean, they went in there, they stapled it close with like thirty four of those staples. Oh, his whole thigh. He's got uh, this scar, crazy scar. Yeah, from low kicks. From low kicks. That's didn't nuts. treat it. Man, yeah, you know, it just kept on working, and something went wrong, and Fuck. comes an infection. Yeah, it starts clotting. No one have that. You see how I did that clotting? I see. Yeah, yeah. I did it with your fingers. I like that. I like <laughs> oh, that. That's fast. What do you think? I need to ask you about some certain shit. Like, um, what do you think about the John Jones situation? Like with John Jones testing positive, but saying it was a tainted supplement. What do you think about all that? I think as a okay, I'll go back all the way back when the, you could do pretty much anything you wanted, right? Right. I brought my own bread, own food, everything to Japan. If I would go to a hall, I would bring my own water. I wouldn't drink the water they had there. I heard all the war stories and fighting in foreign countries that they might taint it or something, do something. Right. Make sure every product that you take as a professional athlete is your responsibility. You know, so once that happens, and I thought that tainted supplement wasn't that the same tainted supplement as Joel Romero had. I believe it was that same thing to room, and they have the same manager. So, so their manager didn't say, "Hey, wait a minute, Joe Romero, you, maybe you shouldn't take this because I don't know 100% here. Yeah. I'm, I'm just talking." At anyway, even if that's not the case, as a manager, you would say, "I think from now on, you should buy only products that are on a list, and you don't do anything else anymore, just to make sure." Because people, you know, where the smoke just fire. That's what people think. It's always yeah. like that. Unfortunately, I was very happy with Joel Romero when he when he brought a product. I said, "That's the first guy who actually does that." Right. They took the product, got it off the market because it was in there, and he was cleared. I said, okay, finally. I, I would have done Tim that. Means did the same thing. Tim Means tested positive. And, and then he found it also? They found it on the shelf. You and see? They, they did an independent test of it, and they said, yep, it's in this stuff. That's a real common thing. Uh, a lot of baseball players have tested positive for the exact same thing that John tested for. Apparently, it's in a bunch of different supplements, but you get it in trace elements or trace amounts. You know, you're not getting like b- big amounts, and a lot of it comes from. They take the same vats in you know, China, wherever they make that shit, and they'll make some steroids, and then they'll yeah, fucking yeah, clean yeah. it out, but do a shitty job of cleaning it out, and then they'll make some creatine in yeah, there. Yeah, it's like the gluten-free products, you know? Because sometimes they use a machine that has product with gluten in there, right. and then it's tainted. It's yep. like that. Yeah, it definitely can be. It definitely can be. You know, I've heard a bunch of crazy stories. One of the, the craziest ones was they think that cocaine, sometimes they cut with creatine. And creatine is often infected with this steroid that it's often tainted 
because you're you know you're getting cheap creatine from China, and they use creatine to cut cocaine with. I got a good idea. Don't do cocaine if you're a fighter. Wait a minute, that's just crazy, <laughs> boss. Well, you're just crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Don't do cocaine. When can he come back? When he come back, Joe? I don't know. I don't think they've um, done his hearing yet. Oh man, what a talent! What a waste! I, know. I, I you know they did the California hearing, but I think the the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And USADA, I think that's in April sometime. I think it's this I month. I really hope we're going to see him soon. I really hope he turns his life around. I truly, I truly, he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, the impact that he can have on, on, on kids and on everything yeah. going out. As a, if he trains for four, fights four more years, yeah. just beat everybody. I and think, then go out. I think he can still do it, too. I yep. think he can still come back and maybe, you know, hope. Look, it's clear. One thing is clear from his test is that whatever he took was a tiny trace amount and it must have been accidental, must have been. This is according to Jeff Davitsky, because if you look at right before that test, he tests negative, he tests positive for the tiniest amount, and then he tests negative again right afterwards. Yeah, so you see. it's a tiny, yeah. tiny Let amount, it go. so it has yep. to be an accident, and it definitely didn't have any performance-enhancing benefit. With the levels that he took, they're talking about trace amounts. But you see, this is where comes in play what he did before, and that's why he's getting penalized exactly. now. You see, so exactly. you're always responsible for your actions. That's what's happening now. But, I mean, this it was the first time his title was, too, which is so I, crazy. I know, but you know, if somebody has the chance to do it back, what a comeback that will be! I think he can do it. He can 100. percent I mean, you think about his his victory over Daniel Cormier, the way he did it, oh. that left high kick, and then puts it the out way on he the set ground. it up. Yeah. The, the entire fight he was setting it up. Yeah. And I think that when he came back and the, before the last break, that they said, "Okay, now he can let it fly." Yeah. I think you set him up enough. Yeah. I love that man making a pattern and then breaking the pattern. That's mm-hmm. I, I love that style of fighting. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I mean, he's such a talent. I mean, and just, but isn't it funny how some of those guys that are so talented are also so self-destructive? So common. It's because, oh, no, no, but it's not only that. It's it's talented, and because they're talented, propels them up in the limelight, and suddenly they become somebody. And it's like I said with Conor, you got all the yeses, nobody says no to you. Right. And if you have that constantly, 24-7 around you, yeah, you start becoming, you think you're God. You can start yeah. doing things that other people can, and you can. That's the worst part. Yeah. I mean, you look. I mean, he, that he didn't go to jail. Think about it. What he did, right? Yeah. Hitting the woman, and then right. the drugs out of the car, and the woman was pregnant, and she was injured. I mean, that's a serious thing. A normal person would have been in jail, right? So, right. and with the money situation and how he changed suddenly with Cormier one day, where you know where they're filming them at the interview, mm-hmm. and they they kept it rolling, and they didn't know they were rolling, and he starts, right. "Hey, how much money you have? I got so much more money. I got right. this. I got this." And I go. Dude, what are you doing? What is? Right. It's a weird thing to say. But then again, you think of it. He's the he was the youngest champion, also yeah, ever, right? I yeah. mean, the guy is young. I mean, I was an idiot. At the, I was an idiot when I started at twenty eight. Right. <laughs> I was still a grown up. <laughs> right. I was completely crazy. So that's yeah. why I never blame people because I know I was a complete idiot. Right. Well, you have a great perspective on it because of that. Yeah. Yeah. You've been there. You know what it's like. And you were a fucking wild man, and now you're very calm, except for. When you occasionally punch a table. Yeah, 13 hours is too long for a uh, commercial <laughs> shoot. Don't do that. <laughs> I know what that's like, though. They keep on wanting you to do it again. You get angry. You're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, it's an ego thing, too, because they said it's fine, but because they said it would be great. You know, that now it's in my head. I go, I just want to do it for them. So I right. don't feel as bad as I go away, man. Right, right. It's just pushing it. It's just saying no a little sooner. That's the trick. Do you miss Inside MMA? Yeah, I do. I, I never... And I told this always when I had a show, there's never been a show 
when we were uh, that imagine today was Friday I had to film never ever I thought I wish I could stay home tonight I always wanted to go and meet whoever was there or yeah. whoever was there I love that show it was great you saw the new talent that's where Conor McGregor you know comes in and it was just starting and interviewing him it's great and then you see the old guys you, you know yeah. Don Fry and Coleman it was great it was a fun show what happened with it I think just numbers I think it's you know nowadays with everything streaming you can you know, there is no breaking news for us. Oh, it has to happen on Someone Friday. Someone should come along and reboot it and give you a show and just do it online where anybody can get a hold of it. Do it on YouTube. Yeah, but then also do it every day. But make it, you can't compete with a, with a show. Okay, MMA weekly. Well, you can because that's, that's happening now. Yeah. So you need to show a live show, like, right. like a podcast, but you need to do right. it every day. Yeah. Or when there's breaking news. Yeah, well, every day is, I mean, fuck, man. If you did it every day, it would just take off. If somebody just figured out how to do it and got you into a studio. Yeah, but you know what? We're waiting, first of all, for uh, the Kevin Can Wait. If that goes to a third season, I'm going to have to have that. Then I got 11 shows with the Professional Fighters League. I just started Karate Combat. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm good. I would like to keep the free time. What do you, are you a regular on Kevin Can Wait? Yeah, well, I'm a regular on the show, but not a regular of the show. That mm-hmm. would be, if this goes to a third season, I'll become the cast member. Oh. That, then, then it will be there. What so. do you play on the show? His neighbor. Like last oh. year, I did 16 or 17 episodes. Oh, and that's I, awesome. Yeah, the guy, crazy guy, Rutger <laughs> from Holland. You know, he's not the smartest guy, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. It's very funny. That's fucking great. Yeah. That's so cool that Kevin did that. That's very cool. And, and it happened because once... Inside MMA stopped. He said, now you can finally do an appearance on our show because I was filmed Friday nights in front of a live audience. Right. So I could never be on a show. So I did a guest appearance. The writers liked it. They got me back. And then I did two more sh- three, four shows the first season at the end. And then he called me and said, dude, they love you. They want you for next year. So uh-huh. I go, that's, that's so awesome. Amazing. I said this 21 years ago, I believe against uh, George Gross, when he interviewed me for Sherdog, was just started Sherdog, wow. 21 years ago. And my dream job, he asked me about. And long story short, my dream job would be to work in an American sitcom, I said. And he said, you don't want to fight? I said, no, I did all that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make people laugh. Look at you there. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Uh, it's so funny. What a wow. what a life that is, man. A sitcom. It's Everybody's fun. happy. Yeah, it's such a good time. I did that shit for five years. Yep. Yeah, it's it, interesting. What happened with the... Uh, they were going to reboot it? What was it? Which uh, Factor, Fear Factor? They did reboot it with Ludacris. Oh, so oh, so they didn't... No, I wasn't going to do it. Oh, yeah. You're too busy, too, right? You're I'm all too over busy. the place. I don't want... Almost I got into a fight. It. Remember that? Oh, on Fear Factor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some silly guy. Yeah. Uh, poor fuck. Yeah, crazy people. Yeah, that's, that's the problem with a reality show, is you're dealing with all these wacky people that are trying to get famous, whereas you're on a sitcom, you're dealing with the other people that you're working with on a daily basis. Like, yeah. When I was on news radio, you know, we were like a weird little dysfunctional family. You know, that's what happens in those those sitcom sets. You get very close to each other. You yeah, know? it's a lot. It's it's a, it's a great job, man. It, it really is. Like the the it's hours job also. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm laughing the whole time. If if yeah. people would have a camera on me, and if I'm laying in bed going over the script, I mean, it's all. La- I didn't realize that almost everything they say is funny. You don't catch <laughs> that when you're watching. But that's why the reruns are so good. Every time you see new jokes, right? But pretty much everything is tied in together. If you, every single line, you go, oh "My God, this comes back from that scene before." It's it's all tied in. Well, people don't realize what a good stand-up comedian Kevin is, too. Yeah. He's a very good writer. He's yeah. a very, very good writer. Very funny guy. 
Yeah, a lot of fun. He just doesn't have enough uh, stand-up specials out where people don't appreciate how good he really is. Yeah, he's going to do for the Netflix now. I know, right? I know, yeah. Show now. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. I think he already filmed it. Did you I think so too. It? I think so too. I, I went to a few because once we were there, he started, you know, going to some uh, uh, stand-up places, you know, to start pr- practicing because he, he was out for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and now, boom. We started out together. We have the same manager, and I got him hooked up with my manager. Yeah. Back in like fucking nineteen. 19- 93 or some shit. I don't even remember what year it was when Kevin and I were buddies in New York. I remember we you, you used roommates, right? Also? No, we, oh. we never lived together, but we were just like, we were friends. We were both like in our early, early 20s. We were just starting you, out. Yeah, he told me that he used to watch Pancras with you. Yeah. And that's how he knew me. Yeah. And so when I came yeah. to America, I had this management right away calling this. Hey, he wants to meet you. So that was cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, Kevin used to watch all that shit with me. We used to watch Pancras and the early K1 fights and everything, man. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin is a fucking serious martial artist too. People, People have don't no realize clue. that. Yeah, he can hit, man. He's you got know, fucking power. This is a cool thing. What we, we, we were shooting here comes the boom. He at the end with Christoph Sosinski when he lifts him up for the armbar, right? Mm-hmm. So the scene is coming and they bring in a crane with a cable so they yeah, because it needs to be controlled, of course, for the film. So he's asking. He says, "Oh, by the way, can I have your attention?" So all these extras are there, and he says, "Christoph, lay down." So Christoph puts him in an armbar. He lifts Christoph up above his head, puts him back, lifts him up above his head, brings him back, does it, does it three times in a row. He says, "Did you see that? I just want to bring it out there so people can see because now the cable comes in. Otherwise, everybody says that I can't do it." And I'm Everybody was like, what? He just did that. He just yeah. did it three times in a row. Well, he's a gorilla. And his speed and his punches, if you see him, that's not sped up No. on uh, Here Comes the Boom. I mean, the way he's hitting what he's yeah. doing. The very first time I was training him, I remember coming home and telling my wife, she says, and I said, man, he's a big guy, but... Dude, he listens to every little thing I say, and he will do it immediately. I mean, his body, mind-body connection is really good. It is and really I, good. Yeah. And eye coordination as well. He's a really good golfer, too. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've known that guy forever. All right, boss. Hi. I think uh, we should wrap this up. So karate.com, if anybody wants to go. <clears throat> karate Combat. And you said April 26th, 26th in Miami. In Miami. And you could stream it live on karate.com. For All free. Give them your email address. Boom. And they hook it up. And uh, it should be fun. And these guys, where are the athletes coming from? All over the world. That's the greatest thing. And if you have any, you know, contact these people, you know, because they listen to the fans. So if you you say, hey, man, please, are you thinking about the low kicks? I, I heard it on Joe Rogan that we're talking about, you know, and maybe watch a few fights and mm. see what you think. And once you think, hey, yeah, it should be edited, start emailing them. Just talk about it, because they throw it in the group, they listen to the people, and then uh, let's see what happens. Well, I'm seeing a lot of six-packs, so I'm very impressed already. <clears throat> they look good. Boss Rooten, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure, my brother. Godspeed. Godspeed to you as well. Bye. Well, there we go. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Thanks to ButcherBox. Go to ButcherBox.com and use the discount code ROGAN to get 10 bucks off plus free bacon. That's butcherbox.com. Use the discount code ROGAN. Um, Thank you also to Movement Watches. MVMT Watches. Get 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com forward slash ROGAN. That's 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Get some dope sunglasses while you're at it. 
at Movement Watches. MVMT.com forward slash Rogan. Go join the movement, you fuckers. And on it. O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. That's it. That's it for today. Uh, tomorrow we will have on Matt Farah from... Uh, He's been on a bunch of different shows about cars. He's a car expert from the Smoking Tire. Good dude. Funny guy. And uh, knows a shitload about cars. So it'll be fun. If you're into cars, like me, a lot of girls will go, Great, great. They talk about cars? Yeah. I don't know if you really talk like that, but I hope you don't. I hope I'm exaggerating. Um, that'll be tomorrow. Okay? And then Tommy Buns will be here on Friday. All right. That's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.